0: you're listening to the heat ratio podcast brought to you by the heat ratio sports network this show brings the temperature of sports to a whole new level whether it's a local opinion or a national agenda everything is fair game remember everyone has an opinion but only few can back it up. now sit back crank up the volume and if you think you can
1: handle
2: it get ready for the heat
3: everybody live heat ratio sports episode 133 this is eagles dallas week today we got a special guest today coach dave Dixon cannot make it i'm your host Tony the joined always by mikey Googs, by john coker and joined by phil stifle beard of knowledge all about the birds podcast thank you so much last minute phil getting in for hey. me coach dave had an emergency couldn't make it phil thanks for joining us buddy hey
0: glad glad to be here Glad to talk some Eagles Cowboys.
3: Uh, Eagles Cowboys. We're going to get into it, man. We got Eagles Cowboys. We got Eagles trivia. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about Jalen Rager. We'll talk about injuries. Uh, we'll talk a little bit little bit about Jeff Garcia, learning how to shut the hell up. And then we're going to end with some Beastie Boys talk because I, I had a, uh, you know, we, we did a little music segment last week. It was a little fun, so I figured let's like keep it going. And something that caught my eye, and I think it's something that all, you know, brings back our childhood for every single one of us. But Opening up Eagles' Dallas week, and again, let's not get cliche. Not going to ask about, ah, uh, why did you start being? I know Phil, you were funny, man. Like, listen, Phil, before we even start, I, I'm going to be straight honest with you. People watch everything, and it pisses me off all the time when you throw something out there, and another day later, it gets recycled by another outlet.
0: Doesn't it? You know, I, I always say that I set the trends. You know, I've got a lot of <laughs> love got a lot of heat for that hashtag, but you know what? It, but it's the truth, you know. Yeah, I mean
3: it's, it, but it's all the time. It's it, it's like so many times, whether you know it's an image that you make or a question that you ask, you you hear it on the radio. Yeah, it's like, yo, get your own content, man. Like seriously, and it it just pisses me off. So I was so glad that you said that. But again, we haven't got together because it was a Thursday night game, and we watched the Eagles barely. Should I say barely beat the New York Giants? What's is a shame. Dale Jones outplaying Carson Wentz a little bit for half of that game, but. What I will say is, I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but what I will say, and I said the next day was, it finally shows that I'm all in now on CW. I am. I'm all in on Carson. Listen, not many quarterbacks make that throw to Boston Scott. Not many quarterbacks make the throw to Miles Sanders. Okay? We know what throw we're talking about. Not many. So, if you can, uh, I, I know he's making mistakes and I know there are times where people are saying he's going to lose us ball games. but you got to take the good with the band right now. And I'll tell you what, the better is far better than the worst, in my opinion. So, Mike, I'm going to go right to you to start this off. What do you think? A- a- am I wrong for going all in on once or, you know, I know it's the Giants 21, But listen, man, he he has the talent. What,
1: do you, what are you feeling right now? All right. Well, here's what I think. Here's what I think you're feeling. Okay. I think that you're you're holding on to desperation because you really want it. And I'm not just saying you. Maybe you're just the represent uh, representative of the, you know the common Philadelphia fan that just wants to embrace this guy um, to be able to do these things. And we know that he's capable of making these plays, right? This is the guy we've been saying this now. We've been watching this guy. He he makes these unbelievable plays right? I mean, he willed that win straight up, no question about it, right? That's just gritty, crazy, straight up play. The guy is totally the athlete that we think he is. But I think that you want him to succeed so bad and you want the Eagles to succeed so bad that we're all blinded by the fact that it seems like now that this guy, is his coaching is horrible. His support is horrible. I mean, look what Marcus Hayes wrote. You know, we're always going to go back to Marcus because he's the best writer in Philly. But look what he just wrote. I think it was today. He said, Peterson's designing run plays for this guy. We used to think, oh, well, you know what? Carson's going to stop getting hurt because he's going to stop running reckless and lowering his shoulder and trying to run over linebackers. And we're like, oh, Peterson's going to coach him out of it. And now they're designing run plays for him. Now, look, I know he's been lighting it up, but how long is this going to last? And I got to call you out on something bro. 2 weeks ago you were you were calling for Jalen Hurts. Mm. You were calling for you want to see Jalen Hurts.
0: Now
3: you're yes, now you're back I on legs. I still do. I still not as a starting quarterback, but I want to see more Jalen Hurts. I want to see him insert into the offense. That's what I was calling for. Not to take over for Carson Wentz. Okay.
1: Okay. No, maybe I, was maybe, calling yeah, for maybe I misunderstood you. I yeah, thought you were, you were ten, being mercurial like me because I'm the irrational <laughs> Philly fan. You're not supposed to be like that. That's no, what we
3: eight, eight, eight to ten plays.
1: I want to see eight to ten plays right, of Jalen right. Hurts. That's all. Right. That's what I want to say. And there's no, there's no doubt that he's that he's playing really great, and he all, he seems to do all these amazing things late in the game. But you just got to start wondering now. I mean, every day it seems like, or every week when we talk about this, it just seems like the spotlight is on somebody else. Well, the spotlight now is on Peterson. I mean, the spotlight's even away from Howie Roseman. It's just totally on Peterson. Like, what is going on? What's no, happening? I, I Listen, I mean, I all that talent. They got a lot of talent, man. And I, come you know on. and I mean? They've been able to do a lot of things with a lot of injuries. You know, we know that. And you got to give Peterson some credit for that. No question about it. Cause they, they do seem to not win. Even if they're not winning games, they're in every game at the end. You know I mean? This team could, could easily have squeezed out a, a, a few more wins. Cause they, they just come on at the end, but haven't they always been a second half team? Haven't we been saying that for, for a couple of years now? So, yes. you know, where am I at? I'm at, I love seeing what he's doing, but I know. I know for if we know how this ends. This has no shelf life. This <laughs> dude is gonna get hurt. End of story. Now you're I hate I, to this, say that.
3: I know it's it, it's hard to disagree. It is, it's really hard. Uh Trevor check it in. Al check it in. Uh Trevor What's said, What's up, Al? What's up, Trevor? Is still on Hallie Roseman in my book. <laughs> Same right. Says the, right. Uh Jenna's checking in says the NFC should be allowed in the playoffs.
1: I think she's right. Uh <laughs> I, I think she's know. 100% right. That, that they should all be, be following out.
3: night, right? It could be common in the night. Uh, Trevor says that man still needs to be fired. Let's stop the slow start to the game. Dennis says, 100%, right? I mean, we've been talking about that. Uh, you know, Joe, ruined today, Joe checks in. I want some hurts, but I had to roll in 60-plus yards. And Carson's feeling it like they did Thursday. Uh, and Phil is taking notes. Look out where i just – that's it. All about the birds, fancy guy, Jason yeah, Sullivan. Love got you. my
0: notebook. It's already full after, what, five it. minutes? I love it. Yeah, <laughs> Phil, what's your thoughts <laughs> on this, buddy? Oh, man. Uh, you know, you said you're all in on Wentz. I've been all in on Wentz for, for years now. I love his talent, and I think with a proper team built around him, that's where I'm still on the Howie, you know, is my number one enemy right now. But a couple of the words I wrote down – I write down words when I'm I'm listening to other people talk. You you said the word desperation, blind it, and talent with a question mark next to it. You know, it's not desperation when there is no team around this guy. you got to look at the offensive line that he's working with, the rookie-wide receivers that he's working with, even now with Miles Sanders gone, and even when Miles Sanders was there, Doug Peterson's play calling was atrocious for him.
1: Atrocious. atrocious.
0: It, it, completely atrocious. He was, what was it, 25th or 29th in plays called for him, Miles Sanders, in the second half of ball games before he went down. So, I mean, you got a guy that as top-level quality talent as Miles Sanders, and you're not giving him the ball. So, you know – the one thing I wrote down that when you're saying desperation and all that other stuff is Brett Favre. I, I wrote down his name twice there while you were talking. Yeah, Carson Wentz has said that he idled, uh, idolized, uh, you know, Brett Favre, and his game is a lot like Brett Favre. You know, it's not hard to imagine saying that if Carson Wentz can even be up close to Brett Favre in his career, that it's not an overly successful Hall of Fame career. You know, and, and I retired my Wentz's elite hashtag because I feel like I jinxed it by using it. But you know, you know, Doug Peterson, Howie Roseman, all these other guys, I in my opinion are default for the season that Carson Wentz has had thus far. Mm. Not Carson Wentz, because I think the talent is there. He's just not being given the tools and the motivation, not the motivation, the, the play calling, whatever you want to call it, to really succeed this year. You gotta put your players it. in you gotta put your players in a position to win.
1: Uh, Andy Reid, yeah, for no question about that. Yeah. I that we've heard that you quoted Andy Reid, but it's it, but but it's right. I mean, he used to just say that as a vanilla excuse so he yeah. could get out of a press conference, <laughs> so he didn't have to deal with Les Bowen. But um, he's it's it's totally right. I mean, when you think about it, though, the thing that bugged me about Wentz this year, and it still does, is just you know this dumb stuff that he does, the rookie stuff, the indecisiveness, the holding on to the ball. I mean, that sack that he took was just. What are you doing? But, but Brett,
0: I, Favre I, did, Brett Favre did the same thing. Yeah, he did, but, know, but it doesn't it, give it. You're right. You're like trying to, you know, you're, you're pushing for as much as you can on every play. And I it's know like that that's player. not necessarily the right thing to do. Sure. But that's his mentality. Always looking for another yard. Always looking for the big play. You know, he doesn't want to accept that sack. And it frustrates me too, but I've come to this point to accept that.
1: But the guy is going to, he's not fast. You know, he's not going to he's not going to tuck the ball in and, and he can't. I mean, he can run there. It's working right now. And I feel like Peterson's keep he keeps going back to the well because they're that's the only way they're getting a lot of their offensive. Um, you know, they're getting offensive movement by using. I mean, he's rushing it. What is he at five rushing touchdowns? Something crazy. He's he's got he's doing some he's putting up some numbers rushing. But you keep going back to that well you see what's going to happen. So I agree with you. He's got a lot of bad leadership around him. Um he's basically using players that every day somebody catches a ball and you're like who what who is this guy? You have no, we have no idea who the people are, are on this team True. and he's and he's doing stuff with them. But this but <laughs> I, f- I feel like, well, at least in the first couple of games, it seems like he's been playing a lot better. But, he, you know, he, do, he did a lot of stuff that, that it just looked like he was regressing. I don't, I wouldn't go as far as to say he's regressing because he's, he's finding all kinds of gritty, willy ways to keep the Eagles in games and winning. So I can't disagree with anything you said. It's just a frustrating guy. It's a frustrating team to watch. I mean, you don't know what's going to happen week in and week out.
3: Yeah, it's tough. John, I know you're not, you're a no taker too, buddy. You've been, you've been silent for the first 12 minutes john's been signed and i think i'm letting I'm,
2: let, I'm letting you diehards get dude let that steam out let it out <laughs> i want to hear it i think look Jen, this comment's for you john
3: can we just talk about two or so uh yeah. john is my guy look you got a pick you got a fan john you're a pittsburgh fan you know what i mean
1: go ahead john what do you not up do for? not upset your fans
2: john let yeah, it help, all out help Come us on.
3: philly fans <laughs> out john.
2: help us out no I mean, the comparison to Favre, who knows what he's going to be. But there's young quarterbacks that are out there. They kind of just, you know, play with a chip on their shoulder. They do things that might not be the smartest, but they're always trying to get that extra yard. That's the competitor in them. They've done it all their lives as athletes and dominated at the collegiate level. And it's not easy to turn off that, you know, that drive that you can always beat whoever you're going up against. These are now 260-plus-pound linebackers that are coming full speed that want to take you out as a quarterback. So, But there's a lot of learning. I mean, Roethlisberger wasn't too far off of that. We said far. I mean, there's a lot of young quarterbacks that had great careers. But, I mean, look, Wentz is still young. He he missed a lot of time. Say what you want. but He's 27,
0: man.
3: That's not young. I, he didn't just okay. come into the league. But we got to stop that narrative. Okay. I don't mean to cut you off, but that that narrative is. But, he, but he, how many full seasons has he played?
2: And that's he, not my. That's he played my his issue. rookie year. This ain't going to be a
1: full season if he keeps running like that.
2: I'm telling you well, that right exactly. now. Exactly. Well, and that's one of my biggest takeaways of this game. Look, it was the Giants, number one. Oh. All right, we all, we keep forgetting uh, that. By the way, yeah, well, the Giants. I, look, he. I think he is turning the corner, but it's. Offer on, you don't look. There are no weapons there, plain and simple. Play yeah, calling sure. is not there, plain and simple. But at the same point, you look at some of his decision making the holding on to the ball, the bad throws. And I'm not saying he can do it on any given play, on any given throw, but it's the consistency, play after play, drive after drive through a whole game. Yes, he he's look what he did against Baltimore was I mean that's the Carson Wentz that we know and we want, no but question. he has he has to do it more consistently, and I'll tell you what the thing that scares me the most is also the makeshift offensive line like Phil said, because look, dude he he there was ten QB hits on him, that doesn't even account the seven carries that he had. Of course, that means that you know for the most part he got he got contact twelve times. Yeah, you know, I don't know how many slides he had out of them t- seven carries, but I mean, point is, look, he ain't going to be able to take that beating for a full year. Look, Speaking- what Al
1: said, he's right. He's totally right. Look what he says. I mean, he says love- uh, the same play is what you, you know, We're all saying, "What are you doing?" And then he makes this unbelievable throw, and then we all forget about it. Remember, 2017, all of that big play stuff came from him running around and all these broken plays, and that's what that's the reason why we won all those games. So it's like I I feel hypocritical by saying oh he doesn't want to run because I don't want to see the guy get hurt you know I don't want to see him to get hurt I don't want I don't want to deal with that nobody wants to deal with that but it's almost like should we take a couple of steps back now me maybe specifically and say look you know the guy is the guy he's gonna play the way he's gonna play and um you know for better or for worse it is what it is with the guy because uh, him sitting in the pocket trying to throw accurate thought, that's not gonna happen he's not that kind of guy he needs to run around a little bit but maybe he should just learn to take a slide. I
3: don't know no 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 listen I, I'm never gonna we, we talk about heart right heart can't get you everything we all we all agree with that and and John uh, makes uh, about makeshift offensive line off topic real fast I did not know Juan Castillo is back in the league it, it like he was they, they he's the offensive line coach for Chicago yeah that uh, did you see their offensive line <laughs> I'm just saying, maybe Juan needs to go back out of football, but that's beside the point. But now, nah, listen, I, I, I listen. I was going <laughs> to point that out. Mike to out. I, I completely agree with Al. said. one hundred percent. You got. It's either you give and take, or you pick a side, and it,
0: it's it's all you have to do. You either have to learn how to give or take or pick a side. Phil, what do you think, buddy? Uh, I'm on the side that he needs to stay the competitor, be the aggressive player that he is. You take the good with the bad. It's it's just what you 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 do with him, you know. He and and I want to go backtrack for a second. I wasn't comparing. I saw somebody posted that he's not Brett Favre. He is not Brett Favre. I'm not saying he's at Brett Favre's level, but he's got the Brett Favre mindset and mentality. And that mentality led Brett Favre. Brett Favre didn't win his Super Bowl in his first five years. He won it later on in his career. Okay, so you know, you know, I want that mentality. I want that heart. I want that always want to win. And I, I compare it to a pitcher in baseball pressing because his offense can't score a run, so right. he's nibbling and he's pressing all the time. So all of a sudden he gets a little wild, starts walking batters, you know, uncharacteristically. He's got to literally do, you know, everything on this offense right now because he's got no offensive line, no running backs, no wide receivers. He doesn't even have a tight end right now. You know, outside of Kroom catching a touchdown, Rogers had a had a solid game, you know, against the Giants. Again, again, but again. He's playing with practice squad guys, so he's got to press, and that's where the mistakes come from. No, you're
3: Don't right. Question. I mean, Don't he question. says it all the time. Uh, you know, he says it all the time. I mean, a, a couple things we got going on here, and, and I think it's Scotty says it's one thing to scramble with the quarterback. You know that that play, like those quarterbacks, like what what? Honestly, and, and Mike was right. I mean, you know, Marcus alluded to it with his article. I mean, number one, you already know that you're talking about a quarterback who's been injured in his career. You already know about an offensive line. It's makeshift like we've already, you know, we, we've we already uh, admitted. So why are we running the draws again? I, well, I, I don't understand at all. I, I don't get it, especially when you run it once and the guy gets killed. You're going to run it again. I, I, I don't understand at all. I don't get it. And it, it brings us back to the Doug Peterson effect. And it brings us back. Is it Doug? Or is it the team? And, and I think it's a little of both. It really is. I think it's obviously we know what the team is right now, but, but Doug is not helping, man. Doug is not helping. I mean, let, let, let's let think about this this way, honestly. Make a little bit of a comparison here. And I want to ask you guys this. So, and I, and I get they do have a little more talent, right? But look what Kyle Shanahan is doing out with the San Francisco 49ers. How many injuries have they had this year? And – Are we making excuses for the San Francisco 49ers? No. He's he's still. Listen, just because they lose Raheem Mostert, so what? They still run the ball. They lose Tevin Coleman, so what? They still run the ball. And they have an ultimate, in my opinion, stiff as a quarterback in Jimmy G, because I do not like Jimmy G at all. I think he's one of the softest. Between him and Kirk Cousins, I would have put them in a celebrity death match back in the day (laughs) on on MTV and see who wins. I think they'll both fall over before either one of them you know, be, 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 honestly it, 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 because but you got to give props to the Niners and you got to give props to Kyle Shanahan and and that's the thing and I, and that's why obviously Kyle Shanahan's a better coach than Doug Peterson say what you want but it's the truth I mean for you guys I mean is that a fair comparison to sit there and look at teams like that and say okay well the Eagles have injuries too well, but you have to play to your player's strengths, right? You guys said it's not to beat a dead horse. You said this earlier. It was all about the Andy Reid got to put players in positions to make plays. Know your talent, know
1: your roster, and that's something that Doug's not doing right now. Well, what about what about during the Super Bowl run? How many injuries do we take? We had some five key injuries, right? And it was like the you know the saying was "next man up," and anybody they plugged in seemed to do great, right? So it's just I feel like if you have the supporting cast around you. And that supporting cast is going to be able to um, not only get the players ready, get them conditioned, get them all ready to to step in. I mean, it has to be a mixture of things, because um, you know nobody can just step in, right? I mean, people that are stepping in, but the guy has to be able to step in and perform at a at a level close to whatever hole he's filling in for. So I don't see a lot of that. I think I think, and this will come back to something that we talked about a couple of weeks ago. You know, and they can say whatever they want about the team, but. You know, I I think that when you start off like that and when you're in a bad division and you're taking constant injuries and you're losing and you're throwing up ties, whatever, I think the morale and the culture has been affected a little bit. And I just don't think that, you know, I think maybe and and I know this is crazy to say, but it it may be the team that's starting to lose a little faith in what Peterson is doing. These plays are crazy. It's like he keeps going back to the well. It's like when you're playing Madden, right? And you know, your favorite Madden play, right? Used to have this uh, play that would uh, be corner smash. Corner smash was like a, a guaranteed 10 yard gain if you had a, a, you know, you had to have a special nickel defense in the stop it. And anytime you didn't see it, it would be, you would audible out and just use it. I feel that he, he's getting tunnel vision. He's just locking into a certain amount of plays and he's not being creative. He used to be super creative with his playbook. And one could argue that the personnel isn't there because they're using guys they found in the locker room or the gym or whatever to fill in for holes. Maybe that's the case. But it's just that mojo and that flow that he had. It's just something is off.
3: Yeah, something is off, man. It, 100%. Trevor, one of the best. God, can, can we get Cade McNown as a special guest referee <laughs> for a death match? Cade <laughs> McNown. What a stiff oh, that guy was. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. Stiff uh, I'll check it. Imagine Wentz in the 49ers offense. I mean, oof. I'll tell you what, man. I I, I would like to see uh, you know Carson Wentz with Kyle Shanahan as a play caller. I'll tell you that because at least I know he wouldn't be throwing the
0: ball 40 times a game, right, Phil? Yeah, I mean, put, put Carson Wentz with his skill set on Tampa Bay, Excuse me. Pittsburgh, Seattle, with that talent. Hell, put him on the Falcons with Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. You know, um, I mean, you give him weapons, you know, he's going to be so much better. You know, even going back to 2017 when he had an MVP caliber season before he got hurt, a younger Alshon Jeffries, you know, a Zach Ertz that was hungry at the time, you know, the guy put up numbers and the play calling. And you said back to the well a bunch of times. I've written one word down like four times every time you guys start talking about Carson Wentz – or not Carson Wentz, Doug Peterson. He yeah. had – what worked the best on Thursday night when they went on the opening drive up-tempo? And when did they go back to the the up-tempo offense? Not till they were down and, you know, in the last three minutes of the game. You know, old Doug Peterson sees that that's working – and goes back to a two, three, four times throughout the game, where you know Carson feels comfortable in that up tempo offense, and and they're not doing it at all, and and there's no there's no explanation on why they're not you know seeing what's working and sticking with it.
1: Yeah,
2: good, Chris. Yeah, yeah. I, and I don't know why more NFL teams don't go up tempo because I will tell you anytime you see a team go up tempo dude they just start taking off yeah. things just start clicking no matter what it is it could be a draw play all of a sudden you're getting yards on a draw play that's been stuffed all night I yeah. mean that up tempo I'll tell you what that always is a good sign
3: Palataro says, Will Compton available, Eli Apple. Apple, players getting dropped left and right. Pa- players are getting dropped left. But I'll tell you what, unless it's a linebacker or a defensive end, I don't even want to talk about it because I don't think any of it helps, honestly. Uh, we need a linebacker and we need a defensive end. We need a pass rush, man. We need a pass rush. That's what we need. And we, we it's inexcusable to have $30 million wrapped up in the, in the middle of the defensive line that are, is doing absolutely nothing. 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 They're doing nothing. 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 Oh,
1: but uh, Cogs, he gets double teamed all the time. I love when you hear that one. Oh, that's such a, a I hate narrative, that. man. I can't I stand that. that. I can't stand that
0: either. Javon Hargrave. Oh, he's he's so Hargrave didn't make the stat sheet three oh. times this year. Just think about so
1: what you he, just, he, just he, said.
0: He played. And how he how much not is he getting? For a stat.
1: How much is he getting? Think about what you just said. A lot of money. He's getting a ton. He has a huge contract, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah, John. What, what's uh, we got? We got the guy right here to. Scout. Yeah, let's ask John. Yeah, John, exactly, what, John. What's, what's going, going on? on? What are you sending us?
2: Uh, I don't know, Kendrell <laughs> Bell. You remember what he was with the Steelers? Went to the Chiefs to do nothing. Joey <laughs> Porter left Steelers to do nothing. There's something to be said for the defensive scheme. I will tell you. Name me what player left the Steelers defense and was actually good. And I can name one. It's damn James Harrison who wouldn't get in other than third ons and then wins the Super Bowl for the Patriots. But in reality, it has to do with the scheme. The players are I mean, they're don't get me wrong, they're good players as soon when they get out of the scheme, they're just not as talented.
1: We've talked about this. We had, a, we had a segment on this a couple yep. of weeks ago when we talked about it. We were talking about Patrick Chung, and we were talking about yep. Eric Rowe, and you know some of these guys that just used to get consistently roasted in Philadelphia, yet they go to another organization, the Patriots, right? And everybody just sort of blew it off as, oh, well, it's New England. Bill Belichick can do anything with anybody. But now when you're seeing guys like Russell Douglas step up, you start wondering, you know – um, I God, I hate to even say this. This pains me more than anything, but I'm going to say it. Was Howie right, or was he on the right trajectory?
3: I, it's. It, it, I, I know it's. And again, you you had the 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 greatest question with that a couple of weeks ago, and I continue every time I see a highlight of Sidney Jones, <laughs> of Nelson Aguilar, uh, you know, Russell Douglas, right? Every single time. I I think of what you said, like, is it it because we don't know how to use our players the proper way? Is it Howie with the wrong vision, with the right talent but the wrong vision? I don't know what it is, but it's a really good point. It's a good question because we can't allow every player to leave this offense or defense and go and flourish somewhere else. That's impossible. It just can't happen. We can't continue to watch that. There's got to be something set for that just has to be something set for that. And, Jenna, if you want to give us D4, Quan Alexander, yeah, I know you're laughing, but I would take <laughs> one of them any day in a week. Yeah, we have no right?
1: problem with that, no, absolutely.
3: Absolutely. And, you know, Al question, would Doug let Carson call his own plays a couple series a game? I, you know,
0: I don't know, Phil. I, I honestly think he does already. Yeah, I mean, when he's doing the up-tempo offense, he's definitely calling those plays on his own. I don't know. I... I think the bigger question is should Doug be pl- calling the plays period? And that's sure, something yep. we've talked about on our show yep. a bunch that why hasn't anyone said maybe you've lost your rhythm even if it's not for, you know, forever while he's with Philadelphia, if it's just for a two or three game stretch just to, for him to step back from the offense, but when you don't have an offensive coordinator on your team, there's no one really to hand off that play calling duty to anyway. So you know, I would definitely like to see a little bit more of the up tempo Carson running the offense the way he sees fit. I think it's, I think it's inevitable, and I think it should happen right away. So Peterson's
1: is cut from that Andy Reid cloth, though, right? What, Which the, is, uh, yeah, you know, hey, I'm calling the shots here. Yeah, that's true. Um, I'm going to call my own plays. You know, he groomed him, yeah. right? Not for long, but he groomed him. So you 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 wonder will Peterson even think about making that type of a paradigm shift in order to say, hey. I need to lay off some of this. I'm I am the, you know, the overall, I'm the coach of the team. I got a lot of different things that I need to take care of. Maybe I need to bring in somebody that can manage this aspect of the game. I don't see him doing it, but yeah, that would be the right thing from a managerial perspective, of course. And you know, we talk about a lot of
3: guys coming back from injury, right? We need to get guys back. One of those guys is Jalen Rager, and, and I and I know, listen, Mike, we're talking about guys who have left here and flourished, but we are talking about guys that we didn't pick that are flourishing in other systems, right? We, we continue to talk about DK Metcalf on the show. We all know that, right? We like talk about Justin Jefferson. Just think about this team could have Justin Jefferson, Miles Sanders, and DK Metcalf on the same offense. How ridiculous is that, right? Uh, but Jalen Laregger is back, and, and whether it's fair or not, unfortunately, Jalen Reger gets labeled as a bust already only because <laughs> in the sense that he does indirectly. <laughs> He does indirect because sure. we know we unfortunately <laughs> let, let me ask you guys something before we go into Jalen Reagan and, and this was brought up on the on the game, uh, you know, and I when I was watching it and it was actually brought up on Sunday Night Football and somebody brought it up on the radio later and they said, what the hell showed you? What did J.J. Arsega Whiteside show you that you said, wow, he's so much better than D.K. Metcalf. Like I, I don't, I and I know there was some 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 underlining stuff about maybe a little baggage, maybe DK being having a little bit of an attitude, and and you know what? This is where the whole Howie, I want a Stanford guy. I want I, I want the guy with the straight A's. I want the guy. I you know that remember when they picked him? That's what they went to. They were, oh this 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 kid's got a, a huge future intellectually, and you know they went to that route. Unfortunately, Howard, it always doesn't make a best football player. I just don't understand it. But Phil, let me ask you real fast going forward with this first question. Jen John, I'll come to you about Jalen Rager because I know Phil is very passionate about Jalen. And I and I think Phil actually likes Jalen. and Thinks he could he could be a real weapon for this team. Can he be the answer right now this year?
0: Can he be the answer this year? Absolutely. Yes. I mean almost said so, so I mean, right? first off, I was a Jefferson fan. I wanted Jefferson with that pick. After yep. we missed out on C.D. Lamb, after we didn't make that trade, I wanted Jefferson. That was the pick. It but was right there. The first two weeks, I mean, the Eagles, if you go back for years now, the Eagles have not been able to develop wide receivers. And in the first two weeks, I know it was a very, very small sample size, but who was the leading receiver out of rookies the first two weeks of the season? Not Jefferson, not Chenault from Jacksonville, not T. Higgins. It was Jalen Rager. He was right around 100 yards the first two weeks. And he was leading the league, and he was stretching the field, and he was opening things up for Dallas Goddard, for Miles Sanders, for the guys underneath. And having that weapon, especially now that Deshaun Jackson is pretty much done for the year, you know, maybe he comes back really at the end of the year. But, I mean, his speed – and he's a lot more than just speed, Jalen Reger. He's got hands, and he's got a little bit of that grit, and he can go over the middle. And you don't have to worry about him taking that big hit like Deshaun Jackson and then missing the next three weeks. So, I mean, Jalen Reger opens up the offense for Travis Folgam over the middle, you know, do whatever he's doing. Greg Ward on his two yard crossing routes that he runs, you know, <laughs> Jalen Reger. Sorry. I have, I have to throw <laughs> a Greg Ward ribbon it's on every show I do. Crossing routes. I sorry. <laughs> That's all right. It's kind of true. It, it? He gets 20 catches for 47 yards every game, you know? <laughs> but yes, Jalen Reger.
1: Talk about going back to the well. Yes,
0: yeah. <laughs> exactly. Jalen Rager does, though, make this offense a hundred times better if he's healthy. Okay,
1: that's a bold, that's a bold statement.
2: Yeah, okay. I, uh, John, what do you think, buddy? Well, one of the biggest things Phil said, you know, he said when Rager was in there with Ertz and Sanders and Goddard. That's a big difference from being in there with Ward and Scott and Richard Rogers. Yeah. All right. Plain and simple. <laughs> yeah, yeah just So, a little bit. I mean, look, there needs to be more than him. He cannot alone do it, but yes, he's a weapon. There was no preseason this year. The dude was injured. He played two games and played admirably. You don't even know where he would be if he actually was coming into game seven. As a you know, like, like Phil said, look at Justin Jefferson. These guys didn't start out on fire. Like they, there was a lot of, you know, work getting used to the NFL, getting used to your quarterback, getting used to the system. He's by far not a bust, but I don't think he can do it himself. He's definitely going to be a weapon. I mean, I, I, I almost had like a blank there for a minute because I was sitting there thinking Has there been twenty four games that Deshaun Jackson has been on the roster for, and he's played two and got injured in both of them? Nobody talks about that. Am I am I right on those numbers? I just started going back games. I'm like, all right, oh, it was Week One last year, right? And then it was he got hurt Week Two last year. Oh, it was Week Two. All right, so he got hurt in the first
0: quarter of Week Two last year. Okay,
2: so oh yeah, because he put up he blew up Week One, and then it was yeah. Yeah, after I thought I had the gem of a fantasy pick. <laughs> Dude goes down in but game but but you, but
3: you know what? Nobody talks about that big contract. Nobody talks about that, right? I mean, that's another big contract, right?
1: It's, it's a another, bad one.
3: And, and bad unfortunately one. for Rager, here's a problem with Rager. Whether he's good or he's bad, it doesn't matter. The problem is we all see what everybody else is doing. We all wanted somebody else. That's what it is. We all wanted somebody else. So he's going to have to be that much more electric than everybody else for us to be happy, right? If he comes in and gets five catches for 40 yards, he's a bust. If he comes in for seven for 60, he's a bust. Unless he's electric and he's throwing up Justin Jefferson numbers, we're all going to be mad. And again, we have to look at Brandon Ayuk in San Francisco. I, I I, liked, listen, I'll tell you what. I liked Ayuk. I said, if they're not going to pick Jefferson, they need to take Ayuk. I, I think this kid has, I mean, you see him hurdling over guys. I just don't say that for Riger I don't. I think Rager is a compliment piece, not a main piece. And Justin Jefferson is a main piece. That's the problem. We drafted a second piece. And that's my biggest
1: issue, no matter what, with Jalen Rager. Agreed. TCU guy. Uh, a lot of speed. Maybe he gets on the field, pulls a couple of D backs away, opens up some uh, another crossing route, so Greg Ward can get another two yards on his crossing uh, on his crossing patterns. Um, he might open it up a little bit, but bottom line, but let me just ask you this real quick: How come everybody during these drafts are all saying the same thing? Like you're sitting around and you're waiting for the Eagles to draft. Like oh, they're going to draft Jefferson. Oh, great, he's there. Oh, wait, they might take a shot at CeeDee Lamb. Oh, wait, okay, they're going to get Metcalf. How come everybody, like friends of mine, you know, these are people that have no—they don't work in football. They don't know anything. They play fantasy football just like the rest of us. Why do we all know? And they—they they pick these these picks that, like when they drafted Jalen Rager, we're like, what? Like everybody was so surprised. Not as obviously as surprised as the Hurts pick, but um, that's go, going off on another tangent. Do I think he'll help? Speed will help if he can run a good route. It'll help. Um, it, it's only going to help open up some things. And you never know. But you do have to ask yourself this question. I'm going to keep going back to this because, you know, when you, when you see these draft picks that Howie made, and I'm no Howie fan, okay? I can't stand the guy. I was calling for the guy to be fired for years now, all right? So trust me, I'm not a Howie guy. But we got to play devil's advocate here. I mean, what would have, um, you know, what would J.J. Arcega-Whiteside look on, on the Seahawks? I mean, we don't know. What would, would Metcalf come here and be a complete bust because they're not using them the right way? I mean, who knows? nobody knows the answers to these questions and we can continue to guess. No, you're right. And, and
3: Trevor has a good, good comment. He says Brandon Eagle was coached by actual NFL coaches in Herm Edwards, right? That's a good point. I, yeah. The, the last player that was elected from TCU was LT, and that's it. I mean, that's it. I, it's a true. And Trevor, real face, you say that was a trade. Yes, you are correct. Deshaun Jackson was a trade, but they had to sign him to an extended contract. So that's what I mean. That's a bad contract. It was a big it's, contract, too. Yeah. right? What did
1: he get? What? How much did he get?
3: Three-year, 30, 20 million or something. I, I don't... It, it was... I mean, getting like $12 million guaranteed or something. I mean, he got a pretty decent amount of money. Pretty decent amount of money for, for his age, right? I mean, honestly, for his age. And how are we supposed oh, to be for, for the hamstrings. better? Uh, well, yes. Yeah.
2: Yes. I mean, that's a lot of money for his hamstrings.
3: That is. You're right. Al says, I think Reger is a better Percy Harvin. Hmm. That's interesting.
1: That's an interesting I, comparison. I
3: really like Percy Harvin. And if he didn't have the bad hips, Percy Harvin, man, I'll tell you what. He was a stud.
1: He had a lot of hype too coming out, man. Yay.
3: Wasn't it Bye.
0: migraines? Didn't migraines do him in? Yeah. Was it migraines? I think yeah. I heard about I remember the hot migraine issue. Okay, it
2: yeah, was migraines. Migraines. I thought it was hips. I mean, I don't know why he officially retired, who knows that's Could one of had those. Ro- robert
3: says howie roseman is a moron the future of this team is a dumpster
2: fire howie is the alley cat
3: hanging out in the free agent dumpster looking for golden scraps wow
0: <laughs> i wonder how he really feels about him yeah, yeah.
1: let it t- tell us how you really feel about howie roseman robert i love really it
3: man. i love it i love it uh man yeah th- that's how uh, Travers to get the numbers. Uh Jenna says, "I feel like Lane Johnson needs to sit out a few games and rest up. He's acting like a Jason Peters." I tell you what, though, Lane's a warrior. All right is there is there any tougher guy you'd rather battle with than Lane Johnson?
1: He was pissed when he had to come off too. He's oh. mad. He he's just you know he's just he he looks disappointed.
0: Hold on, but but you, you call Lane a warrior. Were you calling Jason Peters the last year or two a warrior when he was coming in and out of games? Because this mm-hmm. this 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 comment is very accurate. He is playing like Jason Peters, coming in and out of games. So yeah, but, but for Jason legitimate reasons, no, I don't think I don't think she
1: mean, I don't think she meant it in that it context. Way. I don't think she meant it that way. No. <laughs> now,
0: Phil, <laughs> but, but I've been be talking break, about that for weeks on our, my show. Right, right. He's got the 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 Jason Peters mentality right now. He's got to come out all the time. You know, listen. nobody was calling Jason Peters a warrior last year. That's for I, sure. I, 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 I
3: never tell you what. I'm a big Jason Peters guy. I'll always be a Jason Peters guy. Right. Warrior or not, right? I mean, listen, I, I again I go back to one thing, just one thing. I won't get on a tangent. Wow, Trevor's giving us some mad numbers in his comments when you see these But uh <laughs> one thing I will say, what did Jordan Maialata say after his big game? First thing he said is I, I owe all the credit to Lane Johnson and Jason. Peters again that signing to me worth its weight goal I will say this to the heavens till I die okay if Jordan Maialata can be able to come in and play like he did because a direct effect of bringing Jason Peters back god damn it it's a 100% lockdown deal that's what I'm saying. I mean, that. this is what I was talking about for months. I don't care if Jason Peters played. I wanted him here as a guy to help groom a guy like Jordan Mayalata. And God damn it, what did he do? Look at Jordan Mayalata right now. He's becoming a beast. Uh, absolutely. Now, I, I'll tell you this, Phil, 100%. I'll go with you any day of the week, but I'll tell you this. I will not put Jason Peters back in right now. Oh, I, Jordan, I'm not
0: putting him back in. I mean, no, I'm I'm I agree with, you with that. Yeah, I'm not I might play play him at right guard maybe, but, but I'm not, not putting him it. at left tackle. It is Jordan Mialotta the yes. rest of the season 110 percent And I wrote J or Jordan Mialotta off last year. I wanted him cut before last season because I just I gave up on that experiment. And I will admit it. I always admit when I'm wrong. It seems like I was wrong on Mialotta 100%. So he is your starting left tackle for the rest of the season, and I'll be really disappointed in Doug if if he benches him when Peters is ready really disappointed there
3: uh, yeah i i hope not man uh this uh, don't, don't talk-
1: forget don't forget about jeff yeah. stoutman too okay everybody's
3: no, giving oh, peters, yeah, and, yeah. And,
0: and, and
1: everybody's giving peter's and lane johnson uh, all this credit and i'm sure they're mentoring him but i think a lot of that credit goes to Stalin. i don't can
0: know can you give jeff Stouton coach of the year award after that you know he he deserves coach of the, the year after what he's done with this line no
3: offensive line coach in all football right no best question best offensive line coach hands more. hands down so Deshaun, courtesy of Trevor, went, uh, our, our man, going and getting us some stats. Deshaun Jackson signed a three-year $27.9 wow. million contract. Whoa. Right? Includes $7 million sign on and $15 million guaranteed. Annual salary of $9.3 million. Okay? Nobody talks about that. Carry a cap hit of eight point six and a dead cap value of fourteen point three. million. He's so going nowhere. He's going nowhere. He's going Nowhere. Nowhere absolutely nowhere he's sitting on this team right again and we can't even sign a freaking linebacker think about that and that, again that it, it brings us all back to howie roseman thanks thanks a lot Trevor, yeah, nice, the,
1: nice 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 uh
3: robert says the o-line has nowhere else to turn due to you know who i guess we'll just draft another 26 year old fireman <laughs> in the first round that any watkins year. Uh, you know, he, here's what I want to say because I want to wanna to go up to one of these comments that talked about mobility. I think it was Robert. And I got I want to ask you guys uh, he, yeah. He he talks about I think the Rams versus the Bears show the Eagles fans how to utilize a mobile quarterback. Motion went regular or ward or hurts prior to snap freeze the defenses. will hope open, open up the field for the run of the pass. I'm gonna say something here, man. Honestly. And again, I watched that game and I don't I don't want to I want I don't want to open a well up here, but I know I'm going to. Here it comes. Uh, uh, but I watched the Seattle and Arizona game again, and I watched the next day again, and I watched Russell Wilson, and I watched Kyler Murray, and this week I'm going to watch Tua. And I said to myself, and they said it all throughout the broadcast, this is the future of the NFL. So again, which th- this is my thing, man. Again, the reason why they drafted Jalen Hurts. Whether, listen, again, whether or not we agree with it, you can't tell me that they are projecting him to be the future quarterback of this team. I, you know, it, it it just made my mind. I know, listen, four years is not a huge number, right? It's not a huge number. I know Al said earlier, four years, he's here for the next four years. You're right. Carson Wentz is here for four years. What I'm saying is when everybody was so mad about that pick, and I was included, but now I see it. I get it. I do. I get it because, again, when you watch the mobility and the position change, the land, they are changing the landscape of the quarterback position. Ben Roethlisberger, those guys are wasps, man. He's playing well this year, but that that kind of guy is wasps. You will never come in the league and be a Ben Roethlisberger. You won't. You'll you won't make it.
2: Everybody wants a Kyler Murray. Everybody. Let me right? just so, let me. Oh, I want to yeah. say there. No, I don't disagree with you. But these young guys, I see Joe Burrow as potentially the next quarterback of that type. Baker Mayfield is the same type. Yeah. Look, these guys are young, and yes, they could use their legs now. Wait till they're thirty. You really think they're going to be putting that up? So there is still look, shelf life. Job. You want to talk about shelf life? I want to see what the shelf life is of Kyler Murray and some of these guys that rely only on their legs, <coughs> RG3. Um, you know what I mean? <coughs> <laughs> Kelly Smith. I mean, how many? I mean, how many do I gotta say? But look, um, it's it you still if you want to have longevity in the league, you need to learn how to be a passer. And when these guys, I'm not saying that they're run first. But they win games because of it. And you want to talk about shelf life? Yeah, I will say the day and age now is, you know what? Why not just get these young guys that know what they're doing, win for a bunch of years, and not have to pay them for when they get older. Hopefully, people are smart enough not to pay these guys a ton of money if they're going to lose their mobility, you know, towards the end of the contract. But... Uh, I, I agree with you that, yes, right now you're looking to win now and what the quarterbacks could do now, yes. How many of these top 10 quarterbacks that are running quarterbacks are going to be here in six years being a top 15 quarterback? I don't know. <laughs>
1: Trevor said Christian <laughs> Ponder. Christian What a stiff that guy was. Hey, he, he, he lucked out, you know? Yeah, he lucked out. He, out of
0: the league and he, he could sit at home and do whatever he wants now. Christian I, I'm, just, I'm sure he
1: doesn't want to be doing that, but you're right. Real quick, Tone, quick point on what you just said. Don't you think that the NFL was sort of quasi already in love with that running quarterback type? I mean, you've seen drafts all the way back to, I mean, McNabb. Geez, when McNabb came into the league, I mean, who was – he was the best on his feet. Donovan McNabb, when he ran – was electrifying. I mean, we love the guy, right? It only it only got really strange with the guy when he tried to become a pocket passer. Um, you know, and, and but and that really that that hurt a lot of his offensive production, but when he was running, forget it. Forget it. I think it's I mean, a little different though. I think it's a little different. Do you is think the trend's topic. going that way now? It's just well, like
3: well, well, this. Is, you know, when we're talking, these aren't just runners. These are quarterbacks. Like certain guys were runners. I get it, but Achilles Smith That's was a, a runner. Yeah, Geno Smith was a runner, right? Gino he, Smith. Right? Seriously, Do you he believe? Hey, let me. Ask you. you know what? Sunday night football. It's overtime, and you send out Geno Smith. For a coin toss. Poor guy. Like, are you kidding me? That was hard. Nobody else gets that. The Geo Smith, but whatever. That's another another time for another day. But my thing is, these are quarterbacks, right? Kyler Murray is a, a friggin' quarterback. Yeah, yeah. He's not a runner. Right, He's a run. These are, and I'm telling you, every Pop Warner League right now is developing that next guy because exactly what John said, because now the shelf life is not going to be a 15-year quarterback anymore. It's going to be 10. Two contracts is what you're going to get. You Get your rookie deal and your next extension, and that's it. That's it. 10 years to be. So it's going to continue to evolve. So Carson Wentz has four years, and he's done. And then guess what? Before then, or at that point, it's Jalen Hurts squad. That's it, right? That's the way. So Jalen Hurts
1: sits though for so long before he becomes a starter. I mean, do you think that why? Why not just draft this prototype quarterback later, a couple of years later? Why draft him now, especially when they had so many more needs? Do you think it was just a durability issue, or they were nervous that he was going to get popped again, or what? I think why, it was. Why
3: well, I think we talked about last week a little bit. I think it was a CYA, cover your ass a little bit.
1: Oh, yeah, right? that's right. We did. Yeah, we did. We I still, yeah, that point. I still yeah. think it's
3: a cover your ass move yeah. for, for Howie yeah, and yeah, for yeah. Doug. Right. You know, we talked about this. So that if that if Kyler or Kyler, if Jalen has to play, then they can put the onus on Jalen being a rookie. And, you know, if he doesn't have to play, they can say, "Hey, listen, we got him as bad. Look at Carson; he's out there. You know, he's not playing well, so yeah. we did everything we could. So that's what that's why I think the pick. Thanks
1: one. for bringing me back to baseline. Okay, got it. <laughs> that's
3: that's uh, Ky- you know, uh. Trevor says Kyler needs to stop wearing baggy long sleeve shirts and being pulled back like a rubber band. <laughs> um okay mike vick uh, robert says mike vick and randall cunningham bring that wow factor but breaking down the offensive schematics priest that was atrocious buddy ryan's offensive play and throw a deep will work vick had the flash in the pan under andy but that was short-lived patrick queen looked damn good against us in a boy yeah he has he, he the patrick queen in there at the end queen. because that was the linebacker that was there right yeah yeah that yeah. was there Um, and before I get to fill, he says, Al says, the only thing that makes sense is he is a trade piece. I disagree with that. I do. I, 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 I think he's your quarterback, man. I do. I'm
0: telling you that went is the trade piece. Yes, exactly. Is that where,
1: do you really think that you really
3: think? I I mean,
0: I didn't think that at the beginning, but as the season has gone on, I've kind of come to the grips that because you're saying he's here for four years. I forget the details. Johnny is on our show is great with the contracts and all there's an out after two years on that contract.
1: Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. So
0: he's not necessarily our quarterback for four more years, Carson. He's our quarterback for two more years under that deal. But what I, wanna, I wanted to say, it's not Kyler Murray. You don't need the Kyler Murray or the the uh, Russell Westbrook running. What you need is the right offensive game plan. You look at the Rams and the 49ers, they don't have that running quarterback. But they do, as the comment said before with Rager and Ward and the motion, You know, Jim Schwartz said before the Rams game, he brought up the they run a lot of dipsy do's and this and that's that really don't lead anywhere to the but a basic play. But if your defense can't stay focused, those dipsy do plays, you know, or whatever you want to call them, you know, really, you know, throw you off. So if you have if you put Carson Wentz, as you brought up before, Tony, with Kyle Shanahan calling the plays with all the motions that he runs, you're going to see a much more effective Carson Wentz.
3: I could see that. I could definitely see what
1: you're saying. 100%. Certainly, it's certainly a good argument. It's, yeah, it's, it's it it's
0: is. It's play calling, and it's the, the motions and the movement that you put on the line that confuses defense. We do none of that on our offense. So it's you line up, you see where everybody is, and the defense knows where the play is coming. So you don't necessarily need Kyler Murray. You just need the creativity that the league is changing to right now in your offense. And you don't need a running quarterback to run that creativity, you just need a play caller that can call those kind of plays.
1: What about what about that crap that Peterson fed us in the beginning of the season, saying that Carson Wentz is having trouble absorbing the playbook? How come yeah. nobody brings that up? Yeah. W- w- what about that? What about what about absorbing the playbook? So maybe Peterson has <sighs> vanilla down the offense because. They can't execute it or something's going. I mean, he said that. We're not just making it up. Sure, this came out of Peterson's mouth. So Peterson was like this wizard, right? Like I, uh, Marcus called him a Picasso of playbook, of play calling. He was amazing. He couldn't call anything wrong, right? I mean, John brought up that point a couple of weeks ago. Anything he said worked. He had that flow. And now all of a sudden, everything looks vanilla. Why? That's a good point.
0: Nobody actually followed up with Doug Peterson on that comment. No. Not one media member out there, because I would love to know more about that, because he did not look like he was struggling with the playbook, you know, in 2017. He didn't look like he was struggling with it at the end of last year when he was carrying, you know, practice squad players to the playoffs. So where did that all come from? Was that a slip of the tongue that didn't make sense? Who knows, you know, where that came from? But not one media member followed that up with at all once this year on you know that question. I would love to hear more from Doug on that comment.
1: I think he. They, I think the media has been pretty light with Peterson, man. Oh,
0: majorly light. You with know they're the
1: they're, they're not they're not nailing him to the wall at all with questions that need to be asked at all. And then maybe it's you know it's 2020 and it's a weird year. And you know everybody's playing with all different types of stress. And you know we don't have no idea what's going on in people's lives. Everybody's you know struggling in one way or another. It's just uh, and maybe that's why. You know, maybe that's why maybe it's the election. It could be a bunch of stuff, but these questions have to be asked. You know, it looks like a dysfunctional family. And Wentz is just doing whatever he can with his raw talent to try to win games. That's what it looks like. It's Randall Buddy. That's what. It's a mess. It's a mess. It's a mess. Let's change the subject. I yeah, can't. So this, this let's is, get uh, off of this. This
3: is Eagles Dallas week, man. This is Eagles Dallas week. This is all we live for. And, 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 let's, let's talk about trashing the
1: Cowboys. Well, let's let's just talk, talk about Ben Danucci. Can
3: all we talk right. about Ben Danucci? Let's talk
1: about Danucci. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it
3: sounds like a, a hoagie I got for Baranucci's, right? Yeah. Give me, I give think me think the
1: Danucci
0: with extra
2: hot pepper, long hots. Exactly. I thought it was a, p- a pastry or something. Give me one of them <laughs> I, Danucci's.
0: I, I had to check my Holy Cross 1993 yearbook in two, from eighth grade to see if his name was in it somewhere. You Are know, you sure? Oh, sure. Well, I, it, it's, it's it's amazing, man, because I, can't, I love
1: it. I love
3: it. This is the guy it. we're playing. This is the guy we're playing. And let me just ask you, boys, something, because we don't even have to spend a ton of time on this. Uh, you know, I, I have some videos. I, I'm going to bring back some highlights for you. But is there what? In God's name, could happen because I'll tell you what that Dallas team is a complete dumpster fire. I don't know what the hell is going on. I was, I will tell you what, I was so wrong with Mike McCarthy. Maybe he's just completely lost it. I, I, I have no idea. But that team to me, I what happened to Rob the player, love, The
1: players think he's a joke.
3: They, 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 you hear it already. They think he's a joke. And and no, hey. Andy, Andy Dalton
0: got lit. Up,
1: lit,
3: and
0: nobody did anything.
1: That's
3: horrible.
0: Uh, that, that, that was that was disgusting. You would not see it, Carson. You would not see that on the no. That was
1: that was that was horrible, horrible.
3: And, and and I can't believe Bossick actually was wondering, like,
0: you see him, he's like, What did I do? Are you kidding?
1: Yeah, that was another f- what was that
0: exactly? Uh, and, and the league came out and said he was not being suspended for that hit at that's all. That's crazy. That is that's a volatile move. That's what that
1: out. is. I mean, you can clearly see he lowered his elbow and he totally went after his head. It was horrible. He's lucky it wasn't worse. Yeah. But that's a shame. It's yeah. um that team is in trouble, uh, obviously, but they the, the worst part about it is that it looks like they've given up, you know? So now, you know what you know what scares me, man? I hate to say this, but you when you get somebody the team's got their back, they back against the wall. This kid's got something to prove and he's got really nothing to lose, so he's playing with house money. He could <laughs> Oh.
0: He's got a bunch oh, first you- CD Lamb Ezekiel Elliott, you know. He's I mean, got there's weapons.
1: weapons out there, just like yeah. just like Phil said. He's got weapons out there. I yeah, mean, what, if, what if they?
0: What if these kids start
1: making plays?
0: Our defense hasn't been that great this year.
1: Oh. So, Tone, you said, what, what What do you think can happen? What's possible? We know it's possible. What's the line on the game?
2: That's what I was going to say. What's I know you were the going there, John. What's the
1: line on the game? What's Does the anybody line? know? Someone pull a stat. Trevor, you'll probably have the stat in like two seconds. Yeah, Trevor will pull it. Trevor, if you give us a line for
3: that. You you give oh, line. Hold
2: on. I got to go to my bookie, Ben Benucci. <laughs> ben- <laughs>
3: Danucci <laughs> but you know what, man? Here's the thing: this has been going on for many, many years, and and we see. And and, and I'll tell you what: I am so pumped up about this week, even though it, I I can't believe this game is not going to get flexed. Like, are they really going to put this on Sunday Night Football? Yep. Like, I'm shocked. I am shocked this game isn't getting flexed. But
0: it is it's, Philly. It, it, it's it, it sells ratings no matter how bad the teams are. Crazy. It's Donatucci crazy.
1: is going to get some playing time or Danucci or what? What is it? Fanucci? Furuchi from I'm the Godfather. Godfather.
3: Uh, What's his Al, last name? Al's got the number for us. Three and a half.
0: Wow, it's going down. Three and a half. Yeah, six Where and a half mind? earlier. That's what I says
1: Seven and a half.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm bringing up my uh, fan my my sports book thing right now. Here, hold on. FanDuel uh, sports
1: book. Eagles yeah. minus yeah. seven and a half against
0: Furuchi. That that's what I thought it was at too.
3: Well, Mike, this this one's for you. So while we're looking at these numbers, check this out. This was you you brought up Donovan McNabb early. This is one of the one of the all time favorite moments in the Dallas Rock. Four man rush. And then coming through at the last moment, but escaping.
2: McNabb rolling to the outside. Coming back this way. Has a lot of room. Is gonna launch one. He
3: Making the catch. With the
1: people's oh, chain it. signal. That's just epic. Yes, that's just epic. Heather, Heather wasn't there, was no holding on that call on that play. I, I, I know, think, I know. I mean, it's the first thing you think of today, but we forget. I brought up McNabb because we forget. It's easy to forget. Right. It was unbelievably electrifying, man. That was amazing. Yes, it was. It,
0: Jersey's it, hanging up right back there. Five, I rotate five all those jer- shirts back there. He stays up there all the time. Number
1: five will always love you, Phil. That's
0: right. Uh, you you uh, call me out for quoting uh, Andy Reid earlier. I can't help I it. you out for that, that quote. <laughs> <laughs> it's
3: but branded. I, you know, it's it's just like Mike's. I I think we do. I think we forget. I think we forget. I think we forget how good we had it. And, and you know, I, I that's why I brought it up this last last week about Donovan because I don't think he gets enough love. I I don't care if he loves himself. I don't. I don't care. Listen. At the end of the day, I, and I know he was soft in the sense that he was sensitive because he got booed and, he, and and he didn't understand. He never related with the fan base. He never understood. Okay. He, you know. Oh wow. Now Al's got man, he for Dom. Like, talk. I hate. I won't even say his name. He was a bum. See, I can't say that Al. No. I can't say. I. I. I can uh, listen he was one of the, if not the best quarterback in Philadelphia Eagles history. You no, know what no, I was what? thinking?
1: He's thinking this. He's thinking, dude, four NFC championships. I, I you know what it. he's thinking. You know what he's thinking. And everybody thinks How, how many it.
0: quarterbacks make it to that many NFC championship games? No though. no
1: question. No question. It's like saying, oh, Jim Kelly sucks. I get it. I know okay. the argument. and I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. But being from Philadelphia, he just had this this smug attitude, you know, that air guitar crap that just God, it just killed everybody. And it's like, he acts like a winner and he, he was, he was a winner to some degree, but it's like, Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Like, that kind of guy. Like, always second, right? But he was, a, he was a baller. There's no question about it. Was he a baller? And Andy Reid could have easily picked that stiff Achilles Smith or the other one, Tim Couch. It could have went that way. And then what? We have 15 uh, years of losing? Oh, uh, so,
3: wait. Oh, wait. Al will clarify. Not him. The guy that caught that pass. Oh, Freddie. Oh, oh Fred, X, X, Fred X. Fred X. Fred
2: X.
1: Fred X. Fred X. <laughs> uh,
3: no, yeah. but
2: you know what? But what what he says is uh, is right though because I will tell you so many Eagle fans you either love McNabb or hate McNabb like that's just what it is. Uh, it, there's like no in between. Like he was all right. It's either like you love him or you hate him because he never got you all the way there. But I will say and look even look the Super Bowl that was a couple years ago and everything. But you look at that was like ten years of competition in the playoffs and the nfc championship game i mean every week for uh, an entire decade it was basically this team is relevant this team is going to the super bowl so until you lose that year i mean that's 10 years of just success you may have not gotten to the ultimate and it might have been a lot of disappointments but i mean there's 32 teams out there 31 are disappointed
1: When he was done, he was done, John. When he was done, he was done. Brian Dawkins cried. He cried. Oh, I just did he even go to the Super Bowl? He's not even involved in the team anymore. He just packed up and left. Look. So he was great. I I loved him. He was a great quarterback, but he does not fit in the city. Goodbye. Don't ever come back. I can't stand that guy. I love the way he played, but his attitude never worked in the city. Go away, McNabb. Go away. Go away. but
2: you know what? In reality, that and, and not to burst any bubbles. That's not just Philly. That's anywhere. Like you have a guy that would like you were successful with, and this is your city, and you don't like. You know what I mean? It's like screw that guy. That I mean, that's anybody's mentality.
1: Yeah.
3: I, I, I mean you know he definitely had an issue with, with with getting that relationship with the fans. He always did. And it, it listen, it all it all went back from Angelo Cataldi and the Dirty Thirty.
1: That's where it all stemmed from. That's Angelo Cataldi and the Dirty Thirty. Right, the That's Ricky, the, yeah, the Ricky Williams thing, and that, good it, thing we didn't take Ricky Williams because he was out of the league five years because he wanted to smoke dope all day long.
3: <laughs> he couldn't give so up <laughs> to play football. He couldn't. He couldn't stop. Like, bro, you couldn't play for eight years, made about a hundred million dollars, and smoked all the weed you wanted. Like, it's crazy.
2: It's just absolutely he, crazy. He said, "Nah, I'm cool." <laughs> yeah, he said, "Yeah, he did
3: say, 'Nah, I'm cool.'" We
1: ran Andy Reid out of town. We we sort of ran McNabb out of town. We're savages we're animals, we're ignorant, we're idiots, we're emotional. That's just who we wow. are. And looking back right now in hindsight, we don't know. We, we don't realize. Maybe we realize it now how good did we really have it because you guys all made excellent points, and now we're just we're just sorry saps. So we got yeah, to hit
3: this because we got about a little bit left. Hold on. I got to throw this up there so we can get this. So I, you know, the Eagles trivia question we oh, have yeah. every week that everybody loves, and I, I'm way late on it. I apologize. But this is a good one. This is a really good one. Which three players of the 2017 Eagles had already won a Super Bowl ring with the 2012 Ravens? Okay, I think
1: I got two of these. But I don't know the, don't know the third one. I'll tell one you
3: what. When I looked it up and I seen, I, I, I got two, and then I was I, I would have never got the third one.
1: Right. The third I, one obviously. is where I'm drawing a blank,
3: but I think yeah. I got the two. Yeah, it's just a tough one. It's a tough one. So, again, anybody listening out there, anybody watching this, which three players of the 2017 Eagles had already won a Super Bowl And ring? no
1: Googling. Yeah, we'll no know if friends. you Google it. Don't cheat.
3: Yeah, please don't say this. Just give us some names. At least, you know I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it, it's just, I mean, just for the fun of it. You got to give us some
1: names. You got to give us some names. Rosario Hansen was the answer last week. And even if would have dug that deep. I don't know where you found that at, Tony. Rosario was-
3: Hansen. That was a great one. That was a good one. That was an absolute great one. But this is Eagles South week. Let, let, let's just before we get into a couple other things and kind of because I, I don't want to go two hours on the show. Uh, you know, we went two hours. It was
0: crazy, man. I can't what? believe we went two hours. You didn't tell money. me that when you sent me the link. Two no, hours? No, 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 not tonight, Phil. Not morning, tonight. You know? uh,
3: it was one of those like we just kept going on and on and on, right? So but, it was thirty uh, it, minutes yeah. on Eminem. Yeah, that's what it was. It was twenty minutes. Like, well, we could spend twenty minutes on the Beastie Boys. Campaign, I
0: know. I, I got right? some. I, I I did more research on the Beastie Boys well, than well, I did on anything did
3: else. In, in, in literally five minutes. But I just got to touch on something real fast before we get to predictions uh, for this Dallas game. This, this, I don't know why. No, it has nothing to do with Philadelphia, but this Jeff Garcia thing is just killing me. It's killing me. I, 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 listen, I, first of all, like, seriously, like, what, what in God's name do you need to start talking about the clothes a guy wears, you know, and relate that to the game of football? Like, are you kidding me, Jeff? Like, what the hell did Jeff ever do And all? Like, he must need more followers on Instagram or Twitter. I don't know. But listen, I get Cam Newton at a bad game. So Cam Newton has been one of the most, you know, between him and Brian Fitzpatrick, one of the most dapper dressed, uh, you know, males in the NFL for how many years? And all of a sudden now he's allowed to dress like that because he got benched. Like seriously, think how stupid. How does Jeff Garcia have a job and not any one of us have a job on that network? Are you kidding me? That's such a stupid statement. So, so let me ask you: What was he supposed to wear? Like seriously, was he supposed to wear like gym shorts and a, and a, you know and a polo? Like what what was acceptable gear to be bench Jeff? That's what I ask. What was the acceptable gear? Like, does anybody else feel so passionate? Uh, it it, seems, it seems like there's just
1: some, there's some issues there. They, they had to have a personal issue, some jealousy issues there or whatever. Um, that's that's just all it sounds like. There's probably something that happened between these guys that we don't know about. Uh, and it just sounds like, you know, Cam Newton gets picked up by the Patriots. He's still playing. He's still making money. And Garcia's just hating on him. That's what yeah, it's Garcia's a bum.
0: I, I mean, I, I, I don't know what the back issue is on it. But you know what? I actually slightly agree with Jeff Garcia. Get out of here! Really? I don't think his dress is dapper at all. I think it is ludicrous the way Cam Newton dresses. I love and it. I'm a Cam Newton guy. I put a few little bets on him winning MVP this year because I love the odds and I thought a comeback with Bill Belichick. He was sixty six to one to win the MVP. I threw a couple, couple pennies that way and all. Couple okay. Shekels. But yeah, a couple shekels that way. Exactly. <laughs> but what does Cam Newton won? You know, everybody says, "What what is Jeff Garcia one? What's Cam Newton one? You know, Cam Newton boy. is a poor man's Donovan McNabb. He's yeah. one less than Donovan McNabb has.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's yeah, a good dude. way you know, to describe I, it. Who and cares? let me say,
0: Jeff Garcia, I, I was researching because I didn't even know Jeff Garcia had a job. And he made comments years ago about Kaepernick and saying that, you know, kneeling, he was, he was making a comment about, you know, military and the thousands that died for our freedom. You know, that that's like, Jeff Garcia is an idiot. He completely yeah, well, is an idiot. We know he's an idiot. But you know what? Cam Newton's dress is I don't know. You know, it See, it, it doesn't do anything for me and Cam Newton has You know why? Anything.
3: You know why it doesn't do nothing for you Phil? Because you're a Delco guy. Right? Uh, here we go. Listen. Delco, listen. Know? When you grow up in the inner city of Philadelphia, you know a good game, man. You, you it's all
0: about the dress. It's he all cares about More the gear. about that dress than he does winning games. Yeah, but, he's so, yeah, got, but what is that he, he's it? right there with Russell Westbrook and James Harden and all these other guys that care more about their Instagram images than they do about, you know, Ben Simmons putting all these videos of him out there. These professional photos of taking shots. But yeah, yeah, but this is, this is Dan different. This is different.
3: So, This is my issue. This is who Cam is,
1: right? Right.
3: Listen, honestly. That's the
1: generation today, man. And and the people that are complaining about it are just like, you might as well just say, get the F off my lawn. I'm old and I don't like this new style. They did the same thing when AI was coming up when he put the cornrows in and everybody says he should have a suit on. Like, suit, why? He just came from a basketball game. Let him wear whatever he wants. He changed right. the whole game when it came to that. So, me, I don't care what the guy wi- wears or anything. He will we, we wear a wig on his head, but he should be winning, and he's not winning. So, you know, Garcia is just uh, Garcia's a get the F off my lawn. That's what yeah. Garcia is. He needs. Why is he even relevant? He just needs to go away. Yeah. You sucked as a player. I, I, you sucked I, I, as an eagle. You I, I, stink. I, I, stink. Go away. As he gets older, he looks more and more like Skeletor, too. Like
3: it's like it's
1: ridiculous. Go away.
3: Like seriously. Garcia. John the Jenner Crip wants Keeper. to know what you think about Cam Newton. The the, the Crip Keeper. The there you go. From like yeah, from Tales from the Crypt.
2: Look <laughs> you you have your own style. You're gonna wear that style, whatever. All right. Look, it's it ain't my style. I mean Me neither. Yeah. Whether you start or get benched, if the media attention's on you, you do whatever it is. I don't I like I said, I wouldn't do it. But if I know I'm going to have even if I'm riding the pine and I know I'm going to be in interviews for the next hour, I'm not going to show up and you know what I mean? Whatever, so you dress however you want. It, what he it,
1: probably meant—that's a good point, John. But what he probably meant was like you lost, and you should take your. It looks like you're shining in your loss. That's no, what well, he—that's no. what he meant. Because Garcia doesn't understand the new generation. I, I'm not saying I agree oh, with the new generation. Okay, no, I agree I, with a lot of what Phil said with Ben Simmons in the professional photo. Only be started on yes. Ben Simmons. All right. Well, <laughs>
0: no, I—I I, 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 like
1: agree with a lot of that stuff. All right, but I think just Garcia is just stuck in another generation. He doesn't—he doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't even no, know what Instagram name. is. I'm sure.
2: I thought we already established that. I'm, I moved on beyond Garcia. Has no idea. I was just talking about the attire and whether you're benched or not. I hey, that, I love that's you. what it is. Uh, yeah, I actually, wouldn't. I wouldn't wear that.
0: Uh, whoever was in that interview with him brought up Joe Namath and the fur coat. And Jeff Garcia made a good point. Joe Namath called his shot and won the Super Bowl and followed through with it, so he can wear whatever ugly fur coat he wants. You know, Cam Newton just needs to tone his image down a little bit. Until he wins. So According he to the stop. Jeff Garcia
1: PR I department, know, we need to sharpen up. And he's a, a schm- I mean, Jeff Jeff
0: Garcia whatever he is.
1: But was he on, he on a, the bench? Was he a backup to uh, That's Steve what my point Young? My been. point is he did it, right? So I don't I don't know.
3: Cam Newton, le- Cam Newton led a team to the Super Bowl. I don't care if he lost or not. Cam Newton led a team to the Super Bowl. And he won an MVP.
2: Did not. Right, so that's oh, all that wait, I have to say about that. Oh, you mean one of those running quarterbacks that can't pass? Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, I'm Stop glad it. he's benched now. See, just proving Stop my point. Proving Garcia did a fair point. share of running.
3: Look, Mike's Mike's got Al uh, going now. Uh, hold on. What does he have to say about Ben? That's yo, know, Ben's Al's boy. That you know, we can't even get started on that. going to that
0: jersey on right now. It's going
3: to turn into a 2-hour show. I'll tell you, let's not even talk about
1: that. Uh, look, Al, we'll, we'll we'll do a little next segment. Uh, we'll do a segment on Ben Simmons next week and I'm I'm sorry I didn't mean to upset you sir, but I I do have some reservations about this guy and I'm going to take you in a little bit of a, d- a different direction next week, okay? I love it.
3: I love it. Again, trivia right. question, what three players of the 2017 Eagles had already won a Super Bowl ring with a 2012 ravens i know uh trevor checked in with one guy he says tory smith uh so we'll see if anybody can get uh jenna checked in tory smith and J- uh journey now it wasn't
1: journey that's a good guess
3: i forgot about timmy Jernigan.
1: you know what that was my guess that's good that guess. A, that's a nice pull yeah i guess nice, jenna nice yeah, no, nice
3: story. i will tell you tory smith uh jenna and trevor do have at least tory smith he is one of those guys but speaking of you know being you know stylistic and a millennial style and dress let me let, before we get into this bc boys let, let, let's just let, let's just throw this out there okay let's just throw this out there real fast and get us ready because it's got me hyped watching it's this a
2: little story that i got
0: to tell about three bad brothers that you know so well it started way back in history with that rock mca and me mike d hello everyone
2: Woo-hoo.
3: What we're going to do right here is go back, way back, back into time. I'll tell you what. This this is this is one of the, you know, we started this last week, and I want to open up to a different segment at least one time per show. Give us something different. We all love music, and music is, is so synonymous with all of our lifetimes. And I just happened to be watching something the other night. I, I watch YouTube a lot, and I, I went up watching the 2012 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction of the Beastie Boys. And I was watching one of my all-time faves and Chuck D from Public Enemy and LL Cool J, who was another topic for another time, who was completely underrated when it comes to the rap game, in my opinion, because he's almost built the game and he doesn't get enough credit. But hearing the Beastie Boys again and hearing the story and living, going down that trail back to 1987, and I was just thinking like, okay, number one, I will say this. They're not hip hop, they're rap. Like, people have to stop. They're rap and rock. They're not hip-hop. Hip-hop was not, there was no hip-hop in 1987, right? I, 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 you know, that's one thing I have arguments with people. Hip-hop and rap are two different genres, in my opinion. So they were rap to me. They were they, they built the rap game as a group. The, I'll tell you what, man. They were unbelievable. And I remember, here, here's some things. Number one, they toured with Madonna in 1985, before they even released their first album. That's how good these kids were. Three white kids from New York, right? Who would have thought? You know, who would have thought by the ultimate Rick Rubin who finds them? So at the end of the day, what I will say is how amazing was it? I think their legacy, in my opinion, is 1987. They come out with license to ill. We all know the album. We could probably we could probably recite what it looks like right now without even a picture, right? We all know. We all know about it. We all listen to it. But then they make the historic decision to leave Def Jam, which at that time was the pinnacle of production, right, and Rick Rubin, and go to Capitol Records and drop probably their best album, Paul's Boutique, of all time. And I just don't think that they're talked enough about when we talk about rap music. I just don't, and I don't know why it is. 20 million records sold. 20 million records sold. Okay, unbelievable. Biggest ever since 1991, and Bill Bartz are tracking that. Seven platinum albums. I mean, this this was. I'll tell you, man. Anybody that knows the Beastie Boys, anybody that hears that video that we just played, knows who they are. And again, I, I open this up. I, Phil, you're the guest. I'm gonna come right to you. And Beastie Boy, I know you were excited when I talked Beastie Boys. I say, yeah, we're gonna talk about Beastie Boys. Beastie Boys. What do they mean to you? And in your opinion, are they underrated?
0: Oh, they're absolutely underrated as a rap group. You know, as, as their alternative rock. I'll let you guys talk about all the albums and all the other stuff. But the one thing, you know, I'm sure you guys remember Y100, right? The old yeah, Alternative yeah, Rock Station. Of course. they yes. have their festival every year, the, the Y100 Fez. Yes. And I had the privilege. They only played in one Y100 Fez in 2003, I think it was, or 2004. They were the headliners of it. And I went to every single festival from 97 or 96, whenever it started, Right through and i saw green day i saw you know the, the names that they used to have at that and to get to see them in 2004 towards the end of their you know run, they only toured for a few more years after that it is it ranks up there i've seen some of the greatest music acts of all time and that moment getting to see them do that 45 minute set was simply one of the it's one of the top five moments of my musical career of you know going to concerts and going to shows I mean, it ranks up there for me as one of the greatest moments there to see them. And I'm, I'm, i I look back and I'm just so happy to be able to say that I got to see them perform yeah. live. That's that's a great thing, Mike.
3: I know, I know you had a lot of time in New York back in the younger days. Did you ever see BC Boys?
1: Well, I didn't see them in New York, um, but I have spent quite a bit of time there, as you know. Uh, yep. But I, I did see uh, the BC Boys live at the Spectrum, 1987, "Licensed to Ill" tour. Oh man. Okay. All right. So I saw that. And at the end of the concert, they had a 30 foot inflatable penis that rose from the bottom of the stage to the top. And they were thrown out of the spectrum. They were never allowed to come back after that (laughs) until. Yeah. Until again, in 2003, I saw them on the intergalactic tour. And guess who opened up for them? Tribe Called Quest. See? So that to me was probably the best concert that i've been to um because and they had this stage in in 03 that it was uh it was rotating so the stage was directly in the middle of the of the uh at the time it was the core state center and it was just rotating so it was constantly spinning so everybody got a view of uh of the of the live performance and it was absolutely unbelievable the the the, the 87 tour i was just I was in grade school, man, so I couldn't really absorb what was happening, right? I mean, but now that I think about it, I still remember the concert. But in 2003, with Tribe, that was absolutely unbelievable. So that so was
3: 2003.
1: Yeah. Wow that yeah. that was that was like classic Tribe.
3: That was right. That was like that low was end. Uh, that it was, was midnight
1: low- Midnight Marauders, I guess. Midnight right? Mara- yeah, it was bright midnight Midnight Marauders, and they sound you know they they hit everything from that album. So it was <sighs> the, they hit everything from the Low End Theory, which was you know, uh left my wallet and El Segundo, Segundo. An Apple bum. And then they went into, you know, who got the jazz and butter and scenario it was unbelievable. And they the saw was Bossa there. Did, did, did they break boss? out for that? No, he, he wasn't. He wasn't there. It was just the tribe and it was, it was beastie. So that's it. I mean, it wasn't anybody else. It was tribe Call quest opened up and then it was the BC boys. So it was like, it, unbelievable. so are sorry. they underrated? I would say, they, pro- they don't get nearly enough as respect um, as musical artists as they should. But you know why? I think because you hit the nail right on the head. I think it's a categorization problem. They don't know where to fit them at in terms of genre. It's a good point. It's a good
3: point. I mean, I, listen, I, I'll tell you what. I mean, they, they broke so many boundaries. They did. I mean, you say what you want, but, you know, and, and this, I, I don't want this to sound way off base here, but listen, back in the day, you had. And Mike, I know you'll know this. John, I'm not sure. You may remember Phil, I'm not sure, but I know because me and Mike have talked so many for so many years. Back then when Young TV Raps, Rap City on BET, these were these were the shows you gra- that I gravitated towards. And to see the Beastie Boys getting played on BET and then being honored on the, the VH1 hip hop honors was huge because listen, that just doesn't happen. This isn't vanilla ice. Okay, this ain't Vanilla Ice. This is this is true music, man. Right. Yeah, right. This is true music. I mean, <laughs> it's. It, it, I mean, this it, it's unbelievable. It is, and and they were so electric, man. They were
1: respected as artists. Yes. they really were. They
3: really, really were. And and it was John. You what are you what are you feeling about the BC? Well, music?
2: when you talk about you know Mike, you said about the classification of them. I mean, it's very similar to like Limp Biscuit. Like in the nineties, it was before like rock Limp Bizkit. And, and what's that? But way before Limp Bizkit, right? Oh, I mean, absolutely, absolutely. It's, it's like they didn't saying, know where to put them. Yes. Do you have those groups where like they don't quite fit in here, they don't quite fit in here. And that sometimes that's how you get different music to bleed over on one another. You know what I mean? Which is sure. a good thing. Um not, look, I think I do believe I saw the Beasties at Lollapalooza in 1994. Wow. Wow. That's great. Along with the Smashing Pumpkins. Wow. I think it was George Clinton
1: oh wow now you're, that's you're really amazing. throwing
2: a good lineup out. i
0: want to go see that george clinton wow
2: once upon a time i had a t-shirt i mean who knows where that went by now but wow i that was that was my first concert i ever went to in 1994 lola wow
3: that, that, that was when, listen, that was when concerts were huge. The outdoor, that was when, like, remember MTV had, like, the MTV spring break, and you're all, everybody was oh, lined yeah. up to see who was going to perform right? But one thing I will say about the Beastie Boys, and, again, Mike D, MCA, and, you know, obviously, rest in peace, MCA, Adam yak dies in 2012 with a cancer battle, Uh, and, you know, a- Adam A.D. Rock, but here's the thing you knew this was there was no auto-tune necessary for the beastie boys like you know their voice and their, and their beat was synonymous with everything you've ever heard. You knew. You put on. You didn't have to second guess who is that. What is that? The Beastie Boys made. There, there, there's certain people in the rap game, I say, like Biggie and Tupac, whose voices are very unique. They stand out. Uh, you know who they are. And it's the same thing with the Beastie Boys. And I, I just I remember listening to License the Ill over and over and this is before cds right just a cassette deck i remember i had the cassette deck and i must have high speed dub that for a bunch of my buddies all the time Yo, can i get that tape can i get that tape you had the dual cassette you threw it in you had the high speed dub button right but i'll tell you no sleep till brooklyn man just all
1: day long man just Unbelievable. Every every track on that album was great. I mean, you played it at the beginning, you just let it go, right? You didn't skip over anything. Nope. They, were, they were all great, and they were all different, right? So the music style was completely different. So the the production, and as these guys were coming up with these songs, I mean, they were thinking in a totally different direction as they were redeveloping, sort of doing a hybrid between rap and between uh, rock music. You know, they were sort nope. of pulling it in. It's almost like, Run DMC paves the way with the Aerosmith collaboration. They were really sort of the first to do it. And then the Beastie Boys came in and did it and they did it successfully for years. And then you had like, you know, like John was saying, you had the rage against the machine. You had Limp Bizkit and that whole genre opened up. Right. But that was all those tracks were laid down from the foundation of the Beastie Boys.
3: That's crazy. You think about what you
1: just said. So the Beastie Boys laid down a foundation for rock and rap music. Yeah,
3: how crazy is that?
1: And now there's tons of it now. I don't mean I don't know how much you get into the new stuff, but you know there's um, there's a you know Jurassic Five. There's all these different groups that um, that that combine both of the genres, and they did they even, even put electronic stuff into it. So. There's a there's a lot of different. uh You can hear Beastie Boy influences in all these different bands that are that are coming out every day if you if you listen right. to some of the
2: stuff. What about Kid Rock? In reality, there you, there you go. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you want to talk about somebody that's all over the genre, Kid Rock? Man, Kid he can Rock. play it anyway.
1: There you go.
3: Yeah, so. you're right. You're right. But if you go back and, and and the amazing thing is is just to pay homage to them, and you go back and you you listen to a guy. Like Chuck D and a guy like LL Cool J. Ladies love Cool J, right? So you think about that. You you hear what they have to say about these guys. And, and again, some of that, w- obviously, they wrote down, but
1: some of it was just, I mean, Public Enemy toured with the Beastie Boys. Oh, sorry. Oh, my God. I can't believe I forgot to bring that up. They opened for the Beastie Boys yeah. in the Licensed L Tour. yes. And nobody knew what they were doing. Like they, they had this big bullseye on the stage, and all of a sudden, all these guys start coming out with guns, and they were running all around. It oh. was like this militant army. It was the S1Ws. People yeah. were blown away. When nobody knew what to think. And, and and that's another. Listen, this
3: is this is see, this is what happens. you wow. open one door, yeah. another one opens up. Right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Talk about another underrated group: a Public Enemy. Completely. <laughs> Nobody talks about public enemy.
1: Oh, they were they were they black were, they out, were like, militant me. though. People were free to public enemy. They, they yeah. that was, public enemy was pissed off, you know. Chuck yeah. they were mad. Chuck, I, I mean, Flavor brought the fun to the, uh, you know, but those beats were nasty and Chuck D was he had a message.
3: Yes. Yeah, and Whoa. Chuck D was an MC. That's the thing. Chuck D was an MC. He was a rapper. He was an MC. You don't there's there's some there there's MCs and there's rappers. Okay? MCs are like rock and Chuck D and krs one. They're not rappers. They're MCs. And Chuck D, you're right, Mike. I mean, it was a complete everything he said, it was no like he wasn't just rhyming. He was telling a story. Everything.
1: everything. And they're all and was serious, serious stories. I mean yes. serious, serious issues. Yeah, And uh, you know, in, in in the black community was being um was being voiced by Chuck D. I think he was I think he was the first to do it, right? Were they the first group to, to politi- not politicize, but bring social issues and, yeah, I and think they things were. like that to the table? Because, you know, after they started doing that, then that opened up the door for it really opened up the door for NWA. I was just going to say that. Yep. That's exactly what it did. There's without public enemy. There's no NWA.
3: Yeah, you're right. I mean, and that was all, and it was all Chuck D. He was a, he, you know, listen, I mean, you said it. I mean, he was the first one to fight back against social injustice. He was the first one to bring up those social issues that we never, and listen, and again, I never knew about any of that. Because it not. wasn't right. It wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, you know. It it, it, it. it wasn't produced. It wasn't shown. It wasn't publicized.
1: Nobody knew what the hell they were talking about. Nobody knew like, what we were talking about. about we just love. We it. just love the beats. We loved it. Yes. It was. It was. They were nasty. Yeah. You would love slamming those beats in your car. It was like not, the best. Nine one one is a joke, man. Everybody, get up and get, get, and get. Them. Night, night, like night and living base Heads, Rebel oh. without a pause. I mean, uh to the hype.
2: On. Over like it. The power, See, like the power. And I got hype when they when they collabed with Anthrax, bring the noise. I mean, that's probably my ultimate. And going right back to the crossover, that was my stuff right there. And, wow. th-
3: and, and this is right what I say, and I know Jenna checked in because I, Jenna, I know she's a, she's on the millennial generation, right? And she and she she doesn't know who those guys are, right? The Same thing, <laughs> some of you know people we talk about. They say who are do, do yourself. That's why I, I tell my kids and I try to teach. Listen. Go, th- th- you have to go back in history. Stop you know, looking at today's music because today's music to me is trash. And, uh, it, it's we, we should have a
1: segment about that. I think that I think today's music has been unfairly labeled. I will say so? that 90 90 percent of it is trash. 90 percent of it. But really, with the Internet and with Spotify, you can dig and find these unknown artists. There's so many people making great music. They just have no promotion and it never gets out there. But you got to spend some time and dig. Well, I, I'd love to do a show on that because I, I'll tell you, because I, I love
3: music and I would love to hear some some new music that actually is spot on. So I Mike,
1: send them my way, man. Oh, let's, for sure. Let's
3: do it. Sure. Yeah. Some, some
1: some good guys out there. Travis Scott's yeah, yeah. very good. Kendrick Lamar is very good. There's well, some really, really good uh record right. artists, but the majority of it is crap. Nah, I, it's I not mean, like it's not like nineties where we grew up. I mean nah, that was, not, that well, was the, the problem, problem
3: I have is it's all the same beat, man. It's all the same thing.
1: Well, it's funny because my son says the same same thing. He's like, that 90s stuff, it's like it all sounds the same. And I'm like, geez, you know what? You guys parents? are like two old
2: guys. Get, get off the, my lawn. Get the this F off my lawn. lawn. This stuff sucks. Every Will generation, any music that came up 40 years after, you're like, hey day, the music sucks. Tell me one generation that didn't say music sucked 30 years after their heyday, look. I don't like it either. I'm not going to say that I don't like it. That's just dating ourselves. Put the date stamp on. We're old. Well, I yes. think one thing. Oh, I'm <laughs>
0: younger than you guys, so don't don't classify me right. with the old.
2: All right. I, I, I'm
0: lucky that my older brother, which this will make sure that I prove that he doesn't watch any of my shows because I'm going to call him out here. You know, what I mean, you know, because he's got Facebook and Twitter. He ain't watching anything. If it wasn't for his love for rap you know i'm i'm a 1980 kid that's when i was born so you know if it wasn't for him he was from I think he was born in 74 or whatever okay okay his rap you know listening you know and me like eavesdropping because i'm a conservative catholic family i listen to rock and roll and and that's it you know what i mean if it wasn't for him his flat top with his overalls you know there's a picture sitting in my mom's house you know with him in his flat top with the overalls hanging down and the orange shirt you know because you know, he he he. That that's what he was, you know, into at the time, and and that's why I call him out because you know, me calling that picture out to everybody, he'd get really upset with that. But you know, <laughs> if it wasn't for that I would not even know anything about the Beastie Boys, about any of these great rap groups of the late '80s, early '90s. If it wasn't for his, you know, I don't want to call it rebellion per se, but. You know, in my kind of a family, that was very rebellious at the time.
1: Sounds like your brother was fighting the good fight. So, he you know, wasn't. kudos, kudos to him he for keep
0: for keeping me as an older brother. But you know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> So look, we got. So two anytime minutes he got kicked out of the house, I'd be in his room going through all his cassettes. You know. <laughs>
3: well, well, Phil, I'm going to ask you. I going to keep you on the spot right here. We got two minutes left, so this is this ad lib, real fast. Let's stay on this topic. I just want to hear this. First album you ever purchased, if you
0: remember. First I- album you purchased. Do you remember no, what it was? I have no idea dude. Because because most of the I was pretty cheap back in the day. So <laughs> most of the albums were just stolen from my brother's room. So.
3: Can't so How about
0: you John? First album
2: you ever
3: purchased. Do you remember?
2: I don't remember the first album per se. Get Who close. knows if it was phil collins when i was like four years old for a dollar at the dollar store oh, or yeah. something. <laughs> I, no but the first the, the first what <laughs> i can remember i mean you i always get dub music my first cd was onyx they're wow. very their very first one that were the first song was back the
3: <laughs> oh yeah <Back laughs> and my, to mom, f, mom.
2: my mom was like here i want to hear the this uh R rated uh, CD that you just bought
3: <laughs> Oh, with the parental. Advisory I, was, more,
2: the I was I was not raised in a Catholic family, but let me tell you, it didn't go over <laughs> too. Well, <laughs> OK, That's
3: funny. onyx.
1: Wow, Mike, what about you, buddy? I'm going to take you way back, bro. Again, uh, you are ahead, talking man. about you talking about showing and dating our age here. I, I'm going to show my age, though. All right, so I don't. All right, So right. I'm going to throw a good one at you. Jam on it. Nucleus. Wow. Jam on it. It yeah. was either that or it was Africa bambata Planet Rock, which to me was the game changer of all music. Wow. That So many beats were pulled off of Planet Rock. Yes. And when Planet Rock can still be played today and it's still great, um, to me, that was a trendsetter. So I remember buying that and buying um, Nucleus Jam on You're talking 83, 84. I was 11, 12. Ain't that crazy?
3: crazy that's okay that's okay. i'm only listen i'm only a couple years ahead of you okay so number one first first song or i should say first group that introduced me in a, my buddy down the street his same like phil he had an older brother and i remember we were we would hang out in a the room they had bunk beds so they shared it with his brother and i remember him hitting play on, on his cassette deck and was in there was boogie down productions and wow. I, yeah boogie down productions right but the first album i ever bought was LL Cool J bigger and deafer. I remember it like it was yesterday. I think it's 1986. Okay, yep. cover track, I'm bad, was unbelievable. He I, I still remember he got the bucket hat with the black jumpsuit with the big ass gold chain on the front. I, I remember it like it was yesterday. Wasn't he
1: leaning against a fence or something? Yeah, yes, he was leaning. I, I remember fence. that. I remember that album vividly. Yes. And
3: I, I knew every word from that track. I knew everywhere every song from that album, and that was one of my favorite of all time. So yeah, nice oh, yeah,
1: one. Like like we're old, bro. That's nice. We it. are. We are. John <laughs> hit it. He's but on it. that
3: note, trivia. What's three? A couple people had some answers, but I, I I'm gonna ask you guys. If you want to take some shots here, Mike? You, do you have any any, any guesses to this?
1: It, it, I did. I mean, but um, I think it was Jenna that mentioned Jernigan, so I was gonna say Tory Smith and Jernigan, and I said the third one. I don't know who the third one is, so I, I struck out. So Torrey Smith was definitely one of them. Phil, did you have any guesses?
0: Tory Smith right away. I thought yep. Jernigan too. I, I'm literally... Lo- I, I have not looked, so you know, I'm not going to cheat or anything like that. I have no idea on the third one. Well, the second and the third one.
2: I haven't looked, but wasn't it a the guy they had on the defensive line that came over from another team? Or am He I... was on defense. Oh so, well, think... no, then that's then that's not who I'm thinking of. So, no, so I have not
3: both these guys are <laughs> defensive. One is a D-back. I'll tell you that. Which is Corey Graham. Okay? Oops. And and the other one, so I actually got Corey Graham and Torrey Smith right at the bat. I just remember because I remember Corey Graham played a lot. I would but never would have guessed that. Never. The Whoop. guy I, got, I forgot was Darnell Ellerby. Wow. right? Dar- Darnell Ellerby. And remember, Whoop. Ellerby was a really good pass rushing specialist. He had big money, and then he got hurt, and then they kind of just like let him go. Yeah, He just, he he just, just never panned
1: out. Yeah, never yeah.
3: panned out. But yeah, Dar- 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 Darnell Ellerby, man. Check that out. So it was Ellerby, Graham, and Smith. That was one nobody got this week. And that was like a Joselli Johansson question, Mike. Nobody get I I tell you, man, I-, I I have this. My 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 pop bought me this Eagles trivia book. He bought me two things, right? He bought me Eagles trivia book and this and the uh this Super Bowl ring for the Eagles and I'm wearing right now. So he's like, here, I want you, I want you to have the, I've got these for you. So now I pick out these questions every week. It's like a 50 page encyclopedia of Eagles trivia. And it's unbelievable. That's awesome. Yeah. It's pretty neat. You start going there. uh, Al says he knew it was a linebacker. Yeah, it was Ellerby Al amazing. Ellerby. I I forgot all about Ellerby, man. Corey Graham played a lot that year. He played a lot for that team. It was amazing because they had some injuries and stuff, but uh, listen, boys, Hour 30, Phil, I'm sorry. Key. I, I, we used to go an hour. Last week was two hours. I said, I'm never, I'm not going two hours. Like, Tone, should we, should we make a
1: guess on the game real quick? Should we, yeah, should we so all put a bit of prediction?
3: Predictions. So I'm like, uh, go ahead, brother. Give me your prediction for this game.
1: You know what? I hate to say this because I want the Eagles to win so bad. Oh, no. I, I know, but I, I just feel like some kind of weird thing is going to happen with this fanucci guy. I mean, uh, I really do. I know. I think he's going to. Look, I'm not saying the Eagles are going to win or going to lose. I don't know. I'm not going to make a prediction because I just don't know. But I think this guy is going to ball out. That's all I'm saying. I think he's going to ball out. Danucci. De- no, no score De-Nucci, prediction. Danucci, whatever. Yeah. Prediction. Okay. I think at 21 17, uh, the Cowboys. Oh,
2: man. <laughs> wow.
3: Wow. Wow. And you, you know, here's the thing. I've, I've never picked the th- Cowboys
1: in my life, but this team's a dumpster fire. I'm but, sorry.
3: And, and you're right, you're right. And and here's the thing. Eventually, eventually joke. the Cowboys are gonna win. They're gonna win a game. I don't know what it's going to be, but they're going to win a game. I I, I don't know what it is, but they're going to win a game.
1: Phil looks like he wants to kill me. I'm sorry, I don't mean to say that. I really don't. I don't, don't want to kill
0: you, you. know, I just it's, it's
1: just uh, I just got a weird feel. It's one of those weird weeks, weird game, and this guy's going to do something. I don't. Please, feel. no Joe Webb. That's all I got to say. No Joe
3: Webb, please. I don't want to see a Joe Webb game. Phil, what do you got, buddy?
0: Well, uh, honestly, I have to. I have to be that guy. And not give my prediction because I got to plug all about oh, the birds no, tomorrow night at nine yes. fifteen. That's when I give my prediction. I forgot about you know, that. We do our live weekly yes. preview show every Wednesday at nine fifteen. But I will tell you this about my prediction: they are covering the spread. The Eagles one hundred percent covering the spread. My final score will go out there tomorrow, but that'll also be a lock of the week for me. Eagles covering that spread. Locking I'm not. I'm not worried. The momentum's going in their favor. We we got this. No, no, Nobody named after an Italian lunch meat is going to beat the Eagles.
1: I find that offensive, Phil.
0: Well, I'm an Italian. My name might be German, but I'm more Italian than anything else. Just so you know, you didn't see the hands moving around.
1: I would like a large Fennucci and provolone sandwich.
3: Yeah. I know. Extra can, hot peppers.
0: Strangely, that's on my menu, I think, at my restaurant.
3: That is too funny. John Pittsburgh. John, what do you got for us Philly guys here, brother? What's your prediction?
2: Three predictions. Prediction one, Ben DiNucci is the fourth Beastie Boy. Prediction number two, we will never go under an hour and a half, so Phil, don't let him kid you. Prediction number three is it's going to be a 23-20. to 20. It's a division game. It's going to be tight, and the Eagles come out on top. Wow.
1: So you think it's going to be tight, too? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I just got a bad, got a bad feeling, man. I hope I'm wrong. And trust me, just to let you know, every time I get something, I always lose. So maybe I did that on purpose.
0: Look, I'm, I'm not sure of my final score yet, but I'm looking somewhere in the neighborhood of 27, 28 Eagles to like 10, 13, so 27, 13, 27, 10. I don't know. I haven't figured it out enough yet, but
1: the line is pretty telling seven and a half is a big spread. I just feel like there's just a disaster looming and maybe I just can't help it I think Zeke's uh, it, power of
0: positivity here. That's what. Maybe
1: you're mean. right. Maybe you're right. Zeke is pissed. Wow, Jenna says yeah. Dallas wins a close game at twelve to nine. Jeez, well, that, uh, uh, what? that crap barn burner at twelve to nine.
3: Well, we God. just we just watched that crap on Monday night with that stiff Nick
2: Foles. So I, I hope we don't have to watch 12-9, Okay. 12-9 would be painful. <laughs> I hope we don't have to watch the Bills kick how many field goals to win the game without a touchdown. Man. I am mean, sorry.
3: Oh that, man, that would be horrendous. Wednesday. Can we get a
1: can we get a quick vote on Jake Elliott? Oh, uh, exactly. I
0: called it before the season started that he that that contract was a, a big mistake. So. First of
1: all, he needs to lose the mustache.
0: He's not he's not going anywhere with that contract now. Like
1: or the stash. Yeah, he's, he, he's got to get rid of the stash too. If he thinks he's going to start somewhere else, it yeah, looks
0: yeah. really bad, man. Looks
3: real, like he he I I don't know if that's affecting his kicking ability, but the stash has got to go. Uh but yeah, you you, you like, like I hate to quote Mikey miss, but he's wh- you got one job to do. Yeah, you you're you got one job to do. You don't do nothing except kick a football. That's it. You're getting paid I, I, he to hates kickers. Kick a football.
1: Yeah, he's not I a mean, big honestly, fan of kickers. He, he hates them. Kick. Yeah, he hates, them. He hates kickers. <laughs> Remember that crap that he started with? Uh didn't he get into a big beef with David Akers or some Him and him and uh, one of the Eagles kickers got into a huge beef. It was like I almost know. physical. I think I, it was
3: Akers. I, know, I I uh, Jenna's Jen a Niners fans. She she has Niners twenty four, Seattle twenty one. Yeah. I actually I actually wow. like that. I yeah. think the Niners beat the Seahawks this week. It's I this, I do. I, I yeah. think they're. And I'll tell you what, the Niners are getting their their, their guys back. You know, that's the thing. They get the Ford back. They get um, Richard Sherman back. I'll tell you, man. That that I, that's the the best division of football, by the way. But uh, yeah, it, it used to be the NFC East, but no longer. But I will go. I, I can't go with the Cowboys. I, I got to go with the Obviously,
1: because you're rational.
3: Right. Oh, well, I, I just got to I, I got to go with the Eagles. And, you know, I, I hope for no Tommy Hutton fumble at the end, you know, fumble or snap, because I do oh, think it's going go uh, to go by a field goal. I do. I think it's going to go by a field goal. I'm actually going to go. I think it's going to be a weird game. There's going to be a lot of points scored in this game. I say 34-31 Eagles. Wow. Uh, I, do. I, I do. Oh, wow. I do. I do. And prediction, Jalen Hurts will throw a touchdown. He will throw a touchdown this week. We're all throwing. We're
0: under Jalen Hurts being on the field for 10 plays or more.
3: How about, wait, how about the J and J connection? Jalen Hurts throws a Jalen Rager for a touchdown. The new breed.
1: The new breed.
3: Just, 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 throwing it out there. Jalen Hurts is going to get involved this week. I think it's going to be a
1: weird game. I agree with you. Very strange, weird yes. things are going to happen. You yeah, know, yes. uh, I just don't. I don't. I just feel like it's not going to end well. Does, After
2: what, you know okay.
1: what I mean?
2: I, like, it's I want to know what's that, John? No, I want to know what the odds are on Jalen Hurts throwing a touchdown pass. Like you're throwing uh, it out there. I'm just sitting there. I'm thinking. Look, Tony's always crazy. And then I'm like, but you know what? He's right <laughs> a lot of times. I'm like, how much do I got to rake on? What are the odds on this Jalen Hurts touchdown pass thing?
1: You want to get some side action on it, John? What do we What do we laying on this uh, Jalen Hurts throwing a touchdown pass? Yeah, Tony well, usually Jalen, does call.
2: That's
3: got to be like a plus seven hundred at least.
2: At least seven hundred. No, 70. I'm, I, not, I, even, I'm not even. I'm not even getting close to it with seven hundred. Plus seven hundred. Like- no. This had, I don't know where I'm going to have to look at this, but it had no.
3: That's what yeah. Al says. Wow, well, it's a lot of points, bro. J, J, uh, Jenna asked, this is why
2: I said, does the game get
3: flexed out Sunday night? I mean, I know we talked about that earlier. Uh, it, I thought it would be by now. I'm shocked yeah. that it's Unless, not unless there's like- a
0: COVID related issue and they're worried at this point of the season, they don't flex the games out. So it's, it's a COVID. That's why last week's game got flexed out was because there was a fear. With whoever it was, with the Raiders, was it? Yeah, it and all. Yeah, and that's why they flexed them out early. At this point of the season, before week ten or twelve, they don't flex games out of the uh, the Sunday night game.
1: Final thought, Tone. What's the um, what's the attitude Monday morning <laughs> if they lose? What happens? Well like like what what do you do at that point? I'm not look, I hope that that does not happen, okay? And usually, just so everybody knows again, whatever I pick, the opposite wins. I'm the worst better, the worst gambler, I always lose. So that that bode's very well for the Eagles. But let's just say that they lose. And they lose to this bum Finucci or whatever his name is. Then what? Then Jim Schwartz is fired Monday morning. Oh, this guy should've been fired a long yeah, time ago. Yeah, I know, man. but
3: there's got to be a scapegoat. Right, it's got something's got to happen. It's got to
1: be Schwartz, and it's not, not, not going to be, be Doug. Well, we know, you know it's, it's not, not dog or Doug. Yeah,
3: yeah, it's it won't be Doug because he, you know, listen. No matter what we think of him, I, you know, I think he, you know, at the end of the day, you know, he he's kind of earned some more time here, I, right? Because he's made the playoffs every year he's been a coach. So yeah, what do you do? You got to fire somebody though. Can't happen. <laughs> Jeff says Carson gets traded. Uh Al says you better odds on hard scoring You're right. Better odds on hard scoring rust oh, touchdown. Oh, but I, I have to be like John says, I gotta be a little crazy, Al. I gotta be a little crazy. Would it wouldn't be the jigsaw mentality if I didn't. So I just I just see I, I don't know what it is. I, I have this crystal ball. I see him throwing a touchdown. So we'll see. But Mike, I'm telling you, if they lose, Jim Schwartz can well. he might as well just not even get on a the flight. There's no way he's getting thrown right under the bus. Because if he lets Ben Denucci <laughs> beat him, okay, just think about that. Just think about it for a second. Let it percolate. Okay, no pun intended. Let it percolate a little bit in your mind, and just think about what. Oh man, this did. I just have this
1: weird feeling that he's going to go off. I don't know why,
2: dude. You know what's have- funny. Half he time, Ben DiNucci's going to be uh, selling hot dogs in the stands. <laughs> yeah. Yo, Ben DiNucci, yo, throw, throw me one of them dogs. Yeah. Oh, my
3: God. Unbelievable. Well, boys, hour and 43. So Al said, over and under is always under two hours. So over and under is always two hours. I tell you what, we've been going.
0: You keep saying ball, that this show is almost over. That was like it's, thirty-five minutes ago. Yeah, we're, we're we're done. We're done. We get
1: off on these tangents, and we just we just go, and you know, uh, it, we can we I mean, can do this for hours. We all it's could.
3: Crazy. We we, we got to get a daily show. That's all. We just got to get a daily show. Uh, but anyway, John PGA Sean Thirty Six, give him a follow. Our fantasy guy, as always, m- m- tons of stats. We always do stuff live. We'll me and John bring back the fantasy firebox this week. Uh, Mikey goose for for filling in as always, coming in at part of the team. And uh, one guy leaves another guy frogs in and filling in very very nicely really appreciate it happy just to just help that fan perspective man I love every yeah,
1: crazy unemotional, irrational dumb fan perspective that, please that, don't man, listen to oh, anything man. I say this is totally for entertainment
3: purposes yeah, it, it, but but a, but but you're very very intellectual very intelligent and a very It just shows how educated our fan base is and and Phil Seifel Phil go ahead man plug your stuff I, I know yeah. you, you got your show tomorrow night tell her yeah, we got we got
0: the you. all about the birds weeks week whatever week we're in preview it's Dallas, Dallas week. So that's why we start at the All About the Birds podcast. Nice, it's number one reason. So we can have a show to bash the Cowboys <laughs> whenever we play the Cowboys. And I know Johnny, my co-host, he's always fighting with Cowboys fans online. So we can't wait tomorrow, nine fifteen live at AAT Birds. You know we're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna crush the Cowboys tomorrow night, big time.
3: I love it. I love it. Check check it in. They go live as well. They'll be live. You catch them on at all. At A-A-T birds, right? At, that's the Twitter handle and
0: Facebook all about the birds. Yep. Check them out. we it all. Yep. I, I just copied Tony and did everything Tony was doing for all about the birds. <laughs> that, that's Basically, that was my benchmark. I just saw that. I'm yeah. like, we'll just do all that.
3: Oh, that's funny, man! I love it. I hey, love whatever it. works. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You
0: gotta, you gotta you follow, us right?
3: right? Give me a follow at Tiketol twenty three, and follow the show at Heat Ratio Sports on all social platforms. As all, oh, and by the way, we did get a winner. We had a hundred and sixty eight contestants sign up uh for our contest this week and uh, somebody did win a jersey so jigsaw finished second by the way to so say you guys no i was three points off uh but i was close i had 47 winner had 50 so i'll take it last. what's
0: that if you're not first you're last yeah i, I hear Ooh. you i would have
3: i would have had to give away the jersey anyway if i would have got it because it would have been right so i'd have given it to somebody else but again at heat Racing sports give us a follow like we say every week stay 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 healthy and we will catch you for episode 134 next week bye